0: What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Welcome to Ad Read Take 20. You know, I should have this shit down by now, but I really don't. I fuck up the Ad Reads constantly. So, we'll see if I actually make it through this one and if this one actually makes it to air. So before we get to our episode this week, just a quick word from our sponsors. First and foremost, we're brought to you by the video versions of A Now We Drink. The video versions are available now on Vimeo at www.anwd.net/videos. Once again, that is www.anwd.net/videos. I'm trying to finish the backlog. As soon as the backlog's done, I have I am current with them, and I will just drop something like 20 videos at once. I just got to get the backlog done and stop playing Borderlands 3 for a little bit because the game is a horrible, horrible time suck. And it's why I didn't get this edit done until the night before the episode was coming out. God, I need help. Anywho, now that that's out of the way, (laughs) we are also brought to you this week by the Blue Zebra Cabaret. This Saturday, Los Angeles, we have Glam Slam Sexy Oil Wrestling. Shit can get full nude. The party starts at 9 p.m. Matches start at midnight. We have adult stars, club dancers, and a whole lot of pretty performers. My mortal enemy, Kit Mercer, is kicking off the party, and she's taking on Audrey Miles. Former guest, Callie Confidential, is taking on Kitty Jaguar. Baby is taking on Mary Jane. Nasty Nat is taking on... Oh, oh, her opponent could be you if you bid enough money. That's right, our fourth fight is is Nasty Nat in a bitter match. Do you want to wrestle Nasty Nat in the oil? Come down to Blue Zebra, dollars in hand, and we can make that shit happen. Unlike games and games, Blue Zebra is only 18 and over, and the party goes till 4 a.m. Come down to 6872 Farmdale, North Hollywood, 9 p.m. I'll be there all night, doing a live and now we drink. Doing some ringside commentary. It's going to be a fucking blast. Come on down. Say my name at the door for free cover. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please as features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12x12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. You can't beat it, drinking buddies. Rad vinyl, rad art, and a new cocktail to add to the repertoire. And vinyl me, please, isn't like record of the month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. So check that shit out today at www.joinvmp.com slash anwd Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash A-N-W-D and get yourself some rad vinyl today. I think that's good on ads, right? You're good with that? I'm good with that. This week, our guest is Miss Cody Renee Cameron. She's an actor and happens to be my friend and neighbor, and she was... Kind enough to walk the block over to my apartment to record this. We talked about a bunch of her projects, what it's like to die on film, just a, a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe a couple stories about some dorm room sex. You'll have to listen to the whole thing to see. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. <laughs> Cody, what's going on? Long time no see.
1: I know. It's been less than 24 hours.
0: Since you licked my ice cube and put it in my fucking drink. Oh,
1: I did do that. And then you pretended to be mad, and I thought you were serious.
0: Oh, that was so good. <laughs> that was so fucking good. You were like, legitimately like, oh my God, did, did I offend Matt? Like, I
1: offended Matt.
0: Like, but it's only saliva. That, that shouldn't offend him.
1: I thought he was going to get turned on, and then he got offended. But fake offended.
0: offended. Faux offended. I sold it so well. The look on your... You were just...
1: Well, I was a little drunk. Don't give yourself too much credit.
0: I'll give myself porn award-nominated credit. <laughs> That's I... my level of acting.
1: Right. There's an award for everything.
0: So what's going on with you? You just got back to L.A. from shooting your big-time movies.
1: Um, yeah, I've been filming a lot recently. Um, I was in San Francisco this weekend for a little bit of fun. We did the uh, Alcatraz tour. Um, took pictures of Cheeto in the, uh, this is Cheeto. Cheeto, everybody. It's... For
0: the audio version, Cheeto is a small dog.
1: Yeah, she's a chihuahua poodle. She's, uh, about five pounds. Big brown eyes. Um, yeah, we did the Alcatraz tour. rode a little ferry over there. And, uh, learned about, I don't know, Al Capone and shit. Um, I got Cheeto a little, um, outfit that, like, it's, like, overalls with, like, the black and white stripes. So it looks like she was in jail. So it's like, she went to Alcatraz, and all she got were these overalls.
0: Well, at least she didn't get Capone syphilis.
1: No. Oh, yeah, I learned that, that he went crazy in the end. I was like, oh, man, what a waste of a beautiful, crazy mind.
0: Yeah, he died of neurosyphilis.
1: Mm, What an ugly way to go out.
0: Well, live by the dick, die by the dick.
1: (laughs) Hopefully he didn't get it from a dick.
0: What's wrong if he did? Are you saying that Al Capone can't be gay if he wants? Al Capone dropped the soap on purpose. I think Al was a top. I don't think he was a bottom. Yeah. When I did
1: the tour, there were, like, these 40 showers all um, just, like, back to back, just an open area. And I could, like, feel the naked male energy in the room.
0: Did that turn you on? or Yeah.
1: It was, like, I was literally imagining, like, 40. I mean, that's. But all you have to do in those tiny rooms is work out. I mean, if I was in jail, I would just do push-ups all day. So I'm imagining it's like 40 like butts, like how HBO shows the butts, the guys' butts and they're like thrusting, just like showering all soapy and sudsy. That's that's what I was imagining.
0: <laughs> so you were really into Oz back in the day, huh?
1: That was like the first I was really young when that came out. But uh yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, I was into it. I was into it. Except there was this episode. The the first thing I remember is like, I don't know, junior high or maybe earlier, was this episode where they had crushed up glass and put it in somebody's food. And I have always been mortified since of the idea of somehow like somebody putting glass in my food and slowly cutting my throat and slowly bleeding. So yeah, that's uh my dark thoughts.
0: Yeah, they killed a mob boss like that on Oz. Yeah. It's like season three?
1: Yeah um but yeah HBO movies I just had an episode of the deuce come out um you can check me out in a threesome scene but like as an actor not as a porn star you know but uh I did get to play with a prosthetic dick which was really interesting because obviously you're not like sucking a real dick but they have like a prosthetic dick over the real dick um which I didn't know was a thing so I think anytime you see a penis on HBO I think it's a faux penis over a real penis, which seems like excessive and
0: it's how they can get away with like censorship. Though I was actually amazed we talked about this on air a while back. You did you watch Euphoria at all? Yeah. Like did the first episode of the pilot, like uh Nate's dad like put a condom on an erect penis on screen. I mean it was distorted a little bit but still put a condom on an erect penis. I'm like, what huh?
1: But was that his penis or was it a prosthetic penis?
0: Probably a prosthetic, but yeah. still generally when you have male nudity on film in mainstream stuff, you can't have an erection at all.
1: Oh, is that the rule? You can have a flaccid dick, but no hard dick. Right. Things are a changing, man. Even, like, I feel like these shows, I mean, I love a gratuitous sex scene, but sometimes I'm like, can we just get to some content, please? Because if I want to watch porn, I'm going to go watch porn. But, like, if I want to, like, sit down to a cinematic experience with my friend or, like, you know, Cheeto, I just don't want to see, like, people getting railed for, like, 28 minutes of the 32 minute episode you know
0: yeah 15
1: tops (laughs) yeah cut it in half people
0: i mean how long does it take you to get off you don't need 28 minutes
1: no i like really need like three if i'm watching porn i fast forward through the content to get to the fucking and if i'm watching like tv and film i want to like fast forward through the fucking to get to the content it's all backwards it's all weird
0: what kind of porn are you watching
1: oh no no Oh, are we already here? I um, I go through phases, but there's something that's always really fascinated me about like tentacle porn. I just think it's like it's very like intriguing. It's intriguing. I don't know. And I recently watched this um, episode of Working Moms. It's a show on Netflix. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I'm not a mom, and I when I first clicked on it, I was like, none of this is gonna be relatable to me. But it's like it's so funny. It's really well done. And, uh, one of the moms is talking in like the business, she's like the, she's a businesswoman and she's like, oh yeah, talking about porn. She's like, yeah, man, hentai and like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? And she's like explaining hentai and I think she's so weird, all these dudes. And I was like, oh man, is that weird? I don't know.
0: It's not. There's a reason it fucking sells. That's
1: true. Although I guess the number one search thing is, um, like stepbrothers or stepfathers.
0: Yeah. Everyone is into FOSEST these days.
1: Yeah. FOSEST. Oh, I'm going to learn so new words, so many new words today, I can already tell.
0: I loved it last night at the bar, you're like, oh, this is Matt, he's in the porn industry. <laughs> it's like, That's not how I identify, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love to introduce people, give them a little background so that everyone's like friends.
0: You're like, ignore the podcast he does, porn.
1: Yeah, I'm, I might be a little dramatic.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> before you come on, you're like, I don't get talk radio, I don't get podcasting. I like, hate it. <laughs> I get porn, but... This whole other thing you do a week in and week out, why?
1: It blows my mind that somebody that you don't know would listen to you talk for two hours. Like, why?
0: Well, I feel I have some entertaining stories and possibly things that are quote-unquote important to say. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I bet you do. You and all the Emmys speeches this weekend.
0: <laughs> oh No, I don't get political. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, (laughs) especially today. There's a lot of shit going down today.
1: Yeah, that's true. We'll just graze on by that like a fat cow. Oh, yeah. Grazing.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're from central Illinois that I guess you know more about cows than I do. I only know about what they look like when they go in me.
1: Oh, you strict vegetarian over here. So womp, womp. I hope you mean sex and not eating.
0: Oh, no, I eat lots of dead flesh, (laughs) all the dead flesh.
1: That's cool. I mean, to each their own. Yeah. At at least we can uh, both agree to drink.
0: Exactly. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Clink. I'm actually just going to use this as my demo audio reel. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to get into some Foley work over here.
0: I'm going to get into voiceover and Foley work just on the strength of this episode. Mm -hmm,
1: Yep. So if you want me to do some accents, you just let me know.
0: Matt, whatever you do, do not fuck up the audio on this one.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm actually terrible with accents. I hate it when people ask me to do them.
0: How often does that happen?
1: Well, as a working actor, occasionally. Um, and I took like German in high school and I spent a little bit of time in Germany. So I like to think I speak German like okay. But then as soon as someone's like, can you do a German accent? I'm like. Yes, of course. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. It's like a French person shit in my mouth. And then a Chinese person ate it out with chopsticks. And that's. I
0: thought you were doing a Borat impression.
1: Yeah, see, exactly. Everything just sounds like a weird Ukrainian small Chinese woman. I don't know.
0: Well, that's what you are, aren't you?
1: Basically. Yeah. For those of you who can't see. um, Actually, while I'm looking down at my stomach. I have this really awesome uh, Sharpie tattoo right now because after this, I'll explain the cornrows. I'm going to my girlfriend's birthday party and her theme is to dress like her. So um, she has this tattoo.
0: Most LA theme ever.
1: (laughs) I mean, let's make it all about you. I love that. And I I fully... I'm competing for the prize, for the prize of Taylor 2.0 right now. So she has this tattoo that says, anything is possible. But like it's cute and kind of like across where her bra line would be, but I want a little more like gangster thug life and wrote it like above my belly button in like, yeah.
0: So what's the prize? Go take her shift at Cheetahs?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I told her she better get a prize on. She goes, oh shit, you're right. So I know there's going to be a prize. But yeah, I cornrowed my own hair. I, she always wears crop tops and biker shorts. And so that's what I'm rocking. And these like, Big hooped earrings I had to go out and buy. $3 investment right here.
0: Oh, I hope they don't turn your ears green.
1: Oh, no. That's okay. I don't have anything to do the next few days. So I'm going to have Sharpie, tummy, and green ears. It's gonna We're going to get weird.
0: It'll be good times. <laughs> Maybe it'll be discovered like that. They'll be walking down Hollywood Boulevard like, holy shit, check out that girl with the Sharpie, tummy, and the green ears. Yeah. We need to cast her.
1: I've got these like elf-like qualities anyway, like the pointy ears, pointy nose. So green, I think, would just highlight all that just
0: accentuate everything everything you've got going on
1: yeah and i'll just start i'll try to start talking really wise right because elves are wise like the lord of the rings elves that are like glamorously wise.
0: they're just fucking old they're they're the old man of fucking tolkien yeah they're like get off my lawn get rid of that ring (laughs) they're they're only wise because they've been around forever
1: yeah i feel that way I've been in LA for 8 years. I feel like I know everything. <laughs> That's not true. But a lot more I did than I did when I first moved out here. When I first moved out here, I uh I met some people, of course, the first time I'm out, just like bar hopping and they're like, you know, I feel like people here, when you like find a newbie, you kind of want to like take them under your wing a little bit because you feel so fucking cool. Like you're like, come to Griffith Observatory. and Like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Or like, come meet a celebrity who's like an f celebrity. And they think you're like the coolest person ever. But um, so, I, so
0: did you meet Mr. Belding on your first night? <laughs> no, no shade. Dennis Haskins, no shade. <laughs>
1: I know, I was thinking about their na- a few names to throw out there, but I didn't want to offend anybody in this day and age.
0: Well, it, it's just because Dennis is around in, like, comedy shows all the time. I
1: know, I love Dennis, too. Dennis and I, Dennis is kind of like a mentor, actually. We do lunches, like, once a month, and he gives me a lot of really amazing acting advice. But back to this party that I went to in the hills, this guy told me, he's like, yeah, dress up and I'll, uh, we'll meet up there or whatever. Well, dressing up to me as a sweet Southern recent college graduate, uh, Southern Midwest, uh, I wore a pink Abercrombie polo and um, instead of my shorts being cut off, they were like sewn at the bottom, you know, they were like hemmed shorts and then I wore glittery flip flops and I was like, I'm dressed up and they were like, oh you're new here and I was like yeah how do you know and then they were like what do you do out here and I'm all like uh, even though I have no job I'm like oh I'm an actor and they're like oh are you SAG and I'm like yeah I'm a Sagittarius how did you know like I literally didn't know anything I was so green like my ears are gonna be from these earrings
0: oh my god that
1: yeah welcome to I'm, LA
0: I'm just embarrassed hearing that for you
1: the secondhand embar- embarrassment is real yeah
0: it's like, ugh, I associate with you in public and you said that once. <laughs> Oof. Oof.
1: It does make for a good story though, thank
0: goodness. It does. What happened the rest of the night at the party?
1: Well, it was also supposed to be a black I mean, it was a black and white party, which I didn't get the news. And I again I was wearing pink. So um thank God one guy one guy was like, You're the antithesis of the party. So all night I walked around being like, I'm the antithesis of the party, and people thought that was really cute and clever, thank God. But I don't know the first like the first two years are just like a blur here Um, a blur because I was blacked out a lot of the time but um, also just because you just everything is so unfamiliar it's like so crazy did you feel the same way
0: Uh, no because I I came here under different circumstances because I was in Vegas for three years before I came here and I was coming into town pretty regularly and I knew a bunch of people that lived here
1: oh you're so lucky I didn't know anybody and I literally I graduated college and just packed all my shit into my car typed in Los Angeles to my GPS like the shit is not made up and I drove out here and uh yeah I just like posted on the internet like hey you need a place to stay and I met people at bars and couch hopped and yeah it was an experience
0: things pretty girls can get away with large dudes cannot <laughs> yeah, probably. if I just showed up like yo dude let me crash on your couch <laughs> I'd be like, no man um nah
1: I'd like to Think that if you showed up at like Bronson Bar, that I would be like, ah, all right, you get you get one night.
0: Yeah, one whole night. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that'll change my life.
1: <laughs> You've never been to the Cameron household. You don't know what it's
0: like. I have actually.
1: Yeah, actually, so you have. <laughs> you have been to mine. My... We're neighbors. Yep, yep. I walked for, here.
0: For those of you doxing me, Cody lives in the neighborhood. I do. Unfortunately, guests over the years have given away, like, oh, the Tommy's is nearby, so people can triangulate where we record. Oh. Like, fuck, I shouldn't have said I live in the neighborhood. <laughs> fuck.
1: No, I'm one of those people I always post where I'm at, and I've never had a problem of, like, anybody. I mean, I've had, like, weird things happen, but nothing crazy. What
0: sort of weird things?
1: Well, like, I don't know, like, oh, I hate to use the word fans, but, you know, like, people coming into, like, where I work or whatever and, like, being a little weird, but... I mean, it's, I don't feel like I've had the kind of stories that other girls have, you know, of like, I'm not like uh, Taylor Swift or like Kendall Jenner getting my house broken into freaking every week or whatever with stalkers.
0: Not yet. Not In yet. time.
1: Yeah. I can, I can only hope. It's the goal.
0: Just get, keep getting cast on things like The Deuce and it'll happen I for know. you. I know.
1: Somebody please stalk me. No, Don't.
0: don't. <laughs> no, no.
1: We don't encourage that here.
0: No, no. We don't encourage crimes.
1: I have a vicious guard dog. Again, Cheeto, Cheeto, bark. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she did groan. She's more of a groan.
0: She's like, Mom. <laughs> I did not sign up to be on mic. Yeah.
1: We, actually have a. Um, I did a web series with Cheeto called Hot Couple Cam Show because it's like a documentary, well mockumentary style, and um. It's about uh, this couple and we I get in trouble with the law for writing fake checks. But I'm like, I'm confused because I'm like, how do you know if the check is real or fake? Like, I don't know or whatever. But the judge sentences me to this new program called Pound Puppies for Probation, where they give you um, like a shelter dog to take care of for 30 days or however long your sentence is, And if you can take care of the dog. Then that's like your good deed, and your you prove that you're a good citizen or whatever. So it's like the adventures of this chick over the next thirty days, and then um, they go to shut down the program, and like the parole officer comes to my house, and played by Jigger Ferrer, and uh, and he's like, we uh, are shutting down the program, and we have to um, like burn all the evidence. So we're like euthanizing the dogs, and I have to like fight for Cheeto. And uh, Cheeto is really amazing in it. There's a a, a clip where she winks at the camera. And, uh, yeah, she's really cute in it. If you want to check it out, it's on YouTube.
0: They let you euthanize dogs on YouTube?
1: (laughs) No, I saved her.
0: Well, but other dogs had to be euthanized, right? I saved all the dogs. All the dogs.
1: Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) But all dogs go to heaven. You just denied all those people in heaven puppies.
1: Oh, no. Well, now I don't know what to think.
0: Peta's doing the Lord's work by euthanizing all those animals.
1: Oh my God, Peta doesn't euthanize animals. Oh yeah, they do. What do you mean?
0: Oh, Peta's shelters—they euthanize a ton of animals.
1: This makes this this makes me sad.
0: Yeah, Peta's the devil.
1: Uh, I mean, I f- I feel like any um, fanatics or whatever are always like bad, but you like think that like some good comes out of it too.
0: Yeah. Uh, PETA's official stance is they would rather see animals dead than be pets. That they should just be wild.
1: Are you? Still, I feel like I need to Google this right now. Oh,
0: I, I was actually. This was a co- topic of conversation at the other bar I was at last night.
1: <laughs> Where else were you at last night? I
0: was at Elbow Room.
1: Oh yeah, I knew that. Damn it's like the third time you've told me. I love that place, by the way. Free publicity. Love that place.
0: So we have an article. Let's see.
1: Yeah, but who's it from? Like naturalnews.com or like some
0: Or how about this? www.peta.org slash blog slash euthanize. Why we euthanize PETA?
1: What? This is some bogus shit right now.
0: Right there. Right there.
1: That's what I think about that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my due diligence research later, but that's lame. Yeah. I'm actually pet sitting. Right now, and I have three tiny dogs at my place, and a cat. And then I'm going over to the, uh, a friend's house to watch their other two cats. Like during the day, it is, oh. there's a lot of
0: animals. Oh, here's one from the Washington Post.
1: Mercy killings. Ugh.
0: Yep, Peta is the devil.
1: Now I just want to go buy a ranch and just get them all and let them all just run free.
0: You're like no, no one will eat you or murder you here.
1: Yeah, you get all the pets, all the pettings. All the kisses.
0: Unless they're delicious, then.
1: Once they die of natural causes, Matt, then you can eat them.
0: Who wants natural cause? No, 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 no.
1: You think you can taste the difference? Oh, yeah. Why?
0: The fear makes it sweet.
1: Oh, my God. That's fucked up, dude. That's fucked up. <laughs>
0: Did you ever hear the story about me killing a pig? Well, attempting to kill a pig in Cuba?
1: No, I have not heard this story.
0: So, when I was in Havana 2017, yeah, I was in Havana in 2017, the, the, our hosts, our Airbnb hosts wanted to thank us for taking new pictures of their, their house, because the professional photographers that were there with me took brand new photos, because it did not do the house justice, what was on Airbnb. Oh. And to thank us, they are like, we're going to do a pig roast for you guys. So, I wake up Sunday morning, and there's a live pig in the courtyard. Wow. And I tried to be cool with the pig. I tried to pet it be like, we're going to be friends. That pig did not want to be friends. It knew what it you knew. were thinking. Oh uh, hey, I was thinking if it was cool, I might pardon it.
1: No, you weren't.
0: I was a little hungover. I mean.
1: <laughs> I really want a pet pig. Yeah. Um, and not that one, though. I'm sure you ate it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I stabbed it a few times. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like, like do you want the honor of killing the pig? But yeah i'm what i regret the most about that situation i don't regret killing the pig because honestly i feel if you're going to eat meat it should not just be neatly shrink wrapped so you can ignore where it came from
1: right i can agree with that
0: so if i'd be a complete hypocrite like i'm gonna eat the fuck out of you but i'm not willing to see how the bacon's made yeah or do it myself
1: that's some ignorant shit right there
0: what does bum me out is they didn't, I've never killed an animal in my life. So they didn't really instruct me on the best way to go about it. Yeah. That pig did not go quietly into the night, oh unfortunately. Oh, my God. That, that bummed me out.
1: Yeah. But couldn't you, like, feel its, like, life, it like, its life leaving its body? Oh,
0: or? it bled all over the place.
1: Oh, okay. good.
0: It screamed and bled everywhere. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> You're like. I didn't know you were going to bring me over here to traumatize me. I Matt. know. Oh.
1: Ugh.
0: Actually, one of my good friends unfriended me on Facebook over that. Really? Yeah.
1: I, people, I believe people are sensitive. Um, I did a horror film that's coming out pretty soon, and uh, where no, the I'm, best segue. I have a good segue to make it about me. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> As it should be. This is about you.
1: <laughs> and. Uh, Um, I haven't seen the footage yet, but in it, I die uh, in like a gas chamber type thing, and my face gets melted off, and I'm really excited to see what that looks like. I think it comes out like mid-November.
0: What's it being released on?
1: Uh, I think it's straight to DVD. Um, It's called... It was called Handy Dandy, and now I think it's called Devil's Juncture, Handy Dandy's Revenge, but there's puppets and... um, it was filmed in Detroit and uh, it was a real treat. Dandy so.
0: Dandy sounds like it should be a porn.
1: Yeah, no, it, there were lots of jokes like that on set.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm so original. God damn it.
1: <laughs> it was fun though because I, you know, I'm the chick that usually does like the sex, scene. I'm like, you know, the hot one that gets murdered first or like has a sex scene and dies topless or whatever. And um, my uh, my boyfriend in the film. Um, had never done any sort of, like, sexual scene before, and so it was his first, and so I felt very honored to be his first. How many times have you died on screen? So many times. I need to make, like, a montage of me dying. Um, yeah, quite a
0: bit. Is it weird to watch yourself die on screen?
1: Um, I don't think it's weird. Maybe it would be, like, if like, a certain type of way. But everything I've seen so far hasn't been weird. But I have heard from other people um, in The Neon Demon, um, it's a very realistic morgue scene. And then, um, like, Jenna Malone, like, reveals my body and I'm all, like, blue and whatever. And there's, like, a prosthetic uh, where I'd been, like, cut open for a eh, autopsy. And, um, yeah, I had some friends text me that'd be like, that was very disturbing. And actually, so weird, my stepmom had told my stepsister that when she went to a, a psychic that um, she had seen me in a morgue, this like vision of me in a morgue like that year or whatever. And so it was like this whole fucking weird thing where she's like, oh, the vision finally came true, but it was like in a movie. I guess she'd been like freaking about it, out about it for like years that I was like going to die that year or something.
0: That's fucking crazy. Yeah,
1: it was really weird.
0: You know, I had no clue you were in The Neon Demon. I've seen that movie. Really? I saw it in theaters. Like, I went to the Arclight for the Q&A screening.
1: Oh, no way. Huh. I was at the premiere. I don't think it's the same thing.
0: No, it wasn't. Because okay. like, this was to the public, like, no carpet or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. But uh, they had a Q&A with the director. And
1: yeah, no, I think exactly. Keanu was there, too. Oh, I love Keanu Reeves so much. He was, like, my childhood crush. I fell in love with him. People always guess. The Matrix? And I'm like, no, no, no. The Replacements? Where he's just, like, this all-American, like, underdog football player.
0: Living on a boat.
1: Yes. Yeah, scraping off barnacles or whatever the fuck you do. And, like, there's, like, the slutty cheerleader. And I was like, I was born to be that slutty cheerleader.
0: So did you give him a go when you are on set?
1: No, we weren't there on the same day. And then I did. I kind of, like, walked the red carpet, like, behind him. But this was that was my first big thing I'd ever done. I mean, it's such a small part in a big thing. But first big thing I'd done. And I was so shy, like I didn't even know, I I was, I was, almost didn't walk the red carpet, I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm just like, I'm just a dead body, and they're like, no, 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 go, you're part of the movie, and the movie wouldn't be the same without you, and it's this really iconic, hopefully, you know, kind of cult classic scene, and obviously I had to audition for it, and like beat a bunch of other hot, naked, dead chicks out, you know, to play the role, so I don't know. We filmed it, I mean, that scene, it's pretty long, like I think it's like a four minute scene of like, you know, cut with me in it, and... Um, so there's a lot of like stillness that, uh, was interesting to try to do, especially when like someone's spitting in your mouth or like spitting on your nipples. And like the director is obviously saying like, spit more, like try to make the, like, like the stream come and, you know, trying to get like everything perfect. And you're just sitting there like, don't move a muscle.
0: What was the casting process for playing a naked corpse?
1: Um, so they had me come into a casting office in a bikini and uh, they just asked me some questions like get gauge your personality. And then they had me lay down on the floor and like play dead while they like fucked with me. Like picked up my arm or like tried to tickle me or like blow in my face and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Some casting director definitely jerked off to that later.
1: <laughs> I mean, totally. But it was really interesting because um, I guess they were going... Like, the the way it's cut, right? They want, like, me to kind of mimic Elle Fanning, and she's, like, a lot younger than I am. But they wanted this, like, I'm pretty thin and pale, and, like, they really wanted this kind of, like, little girl body or whatever. So, I don't know. It's just really interesting when people start describing, like, what they were looking for exactly, and you're like, oh, that's, I mean, yeah, I am that. So, that's cool. Like,
0: I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm a tiny, pale girl. Pick me. Pick yeah, me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I want to be dead on screen. Yay.
0: Make my mom and dad proud. <laughs> You're like, look, look at my acting range. I'm dead. I'm dead there. I'm dead there. I'm dead there. I'm dead there.
1: Yeah. I actually, you know, I do a lot of like, again, like sex scenes or even, I don't know, graphic murder scenes. And I forget that, you know, because we live in this Hollywood bubble. But again, I'm from like really conservative Bible Belt, foot washing Baptist Southern Illinois. And um, I don't know. I always get excited. Anytime I do something, I'm like, oh, yeah, watch it. Dad, watch it. Mom. And then they're like, yeah, we saw your five minute long sex scene like cool <laughs> i'm like yeah, that's cool isn't it i think it maybe it's weird i don't know
0: you're like mom stepdad don't worry that's acting i don't fuck like that in real life <laughs> it's much more boring in real life
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. just like yep it's totally more boring in real life <laughs> yep yep I'm still a virgin mom and dad.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't I do believe that.
0: I only pretend to have sex.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, this just got uncomfortable.
1: Thanks, Hollywood, for continuing to give me a job.
0: Right? It's, it's pretty nice of them, even if you're just getting murdered all the time.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so crazy, though. Like, even now, so I have all this, you know, in Hollywood, they want to see, like, you know, your headshots, your real, And a lot of times they're asking you to play something that you haven't necessarily, you don't necessarily have footage for, but I obviously have the like naked dead girl thing down. And still I will have, like, I just had the show be like, oh yeah, we want, they sent a whole scene, like a five page scene for me to memorize and act out to then play just a dead person. And I was like, I literally have footage of me already doing this. Can we not just go off of this? And no, they wanted the whole scene. And I was like, that's crazy. Like the shit they ask us to do sometimes.
0: I think they just want you to jump through fucking hoops to see if you'll jump through the fucking hoops.
1: I know. And like, I do I hate to talk shit about casting, but like, because I'm so grateful, obviously I'm so grateful for any jobs that I get, but I don't know. Sometimes you're just as the actor, I don't see the big picture. So I don't know. Maybe they're asking all this for some grandiose reason, but I'm just like, come on, man. Just look at the footage. It's either hire me or don't hire me.
0: Right. I'm the dead girl for you. Don't yeah. have to look anywhere else.
1: Best damn dead girl in Hollywood. I'm pretty sure they wrote an article about me in, like, Vice or something. So, you know, just fucking hire me.
0: <laughs> you should have your agent just bill you as that, like, she's the best damn dead girl yeah. in Hollywood.
1: I hired a, a publicist for a month once, which was a whole other story that I won't get into. But that was kind of his peg. It's, he's, like, he's like, oh, if you need somebody, like, hot, naked, and funny... Go to Cody, and I was like, uh, I was actually trying to branch out from the whole like naked thing. Can we just do like even the hot thing? Can I just be like funny and layered and deep? And everyone's just like, No, no, we don't, we don't really see you that way. I'm like, Okay, cool.
0: Huh? Thanks, Hollywood.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, these cornrows now, though, and like the hoop earrings are really making me feel like really empowered, though. Like one, I'm ready to go play some fucking basketball, and then like spit on a bitch. I don't know.
0: Just don't punch me in the head.
1: I. Will not punch you in the head.
0: The throat. Right in the throat.
1: Yeah, that's really what I'm aiming for.
0: Just throat punching.
1: Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, look at you with the sound effects, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm a little talented. Not much, but...
1: That's how I introduced you last night. You didn't hear that part. He's only a little talented.
0: I did miss that part. But I would have gladly been like, Yeah, yeah, she's 100% accurate there. (laughs) You missed the whole conversation of uh, your buddy you introduced me to being like, so how do I do porn? I'm like, don't you want to be a mainstream actor? (laughs) So can I do porn with hiding my face? I'm like, technically, yes. That's
1: what all the Craigslist ads say. Come do a scene. We'll hide your face. You can be 100% anonymous. It's never that way.
0: Uh, Word of advice. If anyone is trying to hire you for porn on Craigslist, don't do it. (laughs) Period. No one who is reputable is hiring on Craigslist?
1: I don't know. I actually booked an adult sum commercial off Craigslist.
0: Yeah, that's not porn. It's not. I'm, so, I'm not okay. saying there aren't credible castings on Craigslist. There is no credible porn castings oh, on Craigslist. okay.
1: Well, you definitely are probably more knowledgeable about that, about the porn side of Craigslist. But when I first moved out here and didn't know anybody, that's all I was like, well, what am I going to do? So I just booked jobs on Craigslist for like Model Mayhem or any sort of like website that i could figure out because other i didn't know anybody in person so i mean i did more normal things like um ten fantasy football parties and then i did well, i had weird requests that i didn't do like pee on somebody which i heard you might be interested in
0: i'm not necessarily interested in but i'm gonna do it for the entertainment of my listeners
1: oh it's been decided
0: well oh unless the boat oh wildly god. swings in the next day oh my god i and as of i checked last night it's like seventy something percent voting yes
1: oh is this gonna take place in here like in the shower I'm bathtub missing? bathtub okay yeah so have you do you have like a fantasy girl in
0: mind oh no it's a specific girl who wanted to pee on me
1: oh okay and then like do we know like the surface area of this pissing happenings
0: the bathtub
1: no 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 your surface area, like hey. where on you don't day i don't know okay I feel like that's probably an important thing to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like the most comedic effect would just like be like her above my head, like just be in between her legs, and just right.
1: Oh, that didn't even. I I pictured you laying down and more of her like straddling you, kind of in the middle, so it'd be like your belly button would be
0: centered, sort of thing. I mean, that works too, but I think it would just be really comical to just maybe standing under, like, uh, you can't do that on television. You're about to get slimed.
1: Uh, yeah. I think the most shocking thing for me would be like the warmth of it. You know, I feel like, I don't know.
0: I've never been peed on, so this will be a first.
1: Yeah. Good luck to you.
0: Well, thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's not like it's poison. It's not going to kill me. No.
1: And I mean, I clean up Cheetos pee all the time. And sometimes it gets on my hand like
0: it's not a big deal. Well, and the thing about it is I will happily have period sex.
1: Yeah, I was just going to go or like eat a girl out. And then obviously there's, you know, all sorts of juices. So, yeah, who cares?
0: Yeah, like, who cares? I mean, it's thankfully a very attractive woman who's going to be peeing on me.
1: Yeah. Ooh, imagine if it wasn't.
0: Well, then I probably wouldn't have agreed to the poll.
1: Imagine if it was like Austin uh fat bastard from Austin Powers.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have agreed to that. I'm gonna
1: pee on you. That, like is, good accents.
0: that is the absolute hypocrisy of it. <laughs> like oh yeah, if you weren't hot, I wouldn't have agreed to this.
1: I hope she eats a lot of like asparagus and broccoli before she does it.
0: That's what everyone hopes for. Really? Except me, yeah. obviously. Yeah.
1: You're like pineapples, babe, pineapples.
0: Right. Let me take you out for a vegan pineapple dinner. <laughs> Before we do this
1: i also heard if you drink a lot of margaritas that your vagina tastes like margaritas so i don't know maybe pregame a
0: little bit it's a fiesta on my head
1: yeah have some chips and dip afterwards not that like in the same vicinity. like you come in here and then you eat chips and dip not like in the bathroom so, make
0: it no. make it super weird
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like the toilet seat bowls like down right and then there's chips and dip just sitting on top I'm just reaching
0: out of the top you're like, Ah, chips.
1: Yeah. Mm,
0: salty and salty. E-
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the look on
0: your face is so good.
1: I got in this Uber um, when I was coming back from San Francisco this weekend, and it smelled like like ball cheese, if that makes sense. Like, like when you haven't showered for a little bit and then I don't even I just don't know how to describe it other than just like cheesy but like ugh, it was so gross and the rides to the airport are always so long no matter what fucking city you're in and I was just like counting down and I like rolled down the window and I, I was like I don't know if I'm going to make it and I had Cheeto and he was like oh is that dog for anxiety and I was like yep 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 lots of anxiety right now lots of anxiety.
0: It should have been like, dude, how long has your shift been? Like, when when was the last time you went home?
1: Like, how do you not notice if literally your job is the service of allowing people into your car? Why would you you not think to make your car smoke? up? Like, it was kind of dirty anyway. And then, I don't know, it just...
0: Because there's no barrier of entry to that job. I know. If you have a pulse and a driver's license on a car, they'll let you drive. But some
1: sort of, like, self-respect or, like, pride for your job. People here don't have any pride for their work.
0: Well no, because everyone's an impoverished actor. They're not actually the job that they're actually doing is not their career.
1: Well, I am a very poor actor, but I still poor as in monetarily, not as in talent wise. And um,
0: Best damn dead girl in Hollywood. And
1: I I will always whip my tits out for two hundred dollars. I am a great bartender and I take a lot of pride in my bartending. Why can't everyone else just take pride in their second job?
0: Real quick, I'll whip my tits out for a hundred. Don't go to Cody. <laughs> Just sorry, I had to undercut But are
1: yours freshly plucked of all the random hairs?
0: Oh, no. They're hairy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, so, they're, they're hairy.
1: So hairless, come here. If you want fuzz.
0: It's a little more than fuzz. I mean, I'm getting old. It's like gray body hair now.
1: Ooh. Salt-and-pepper. I
0: know it's depressing. But I didn't mean to derail you on <laughs> you selling your boobs. I think
1: I was done. No, I was done. to cheesy car smells. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so where do you envision your career going? Like, where do you want to take it to?
1: Um, I, my goal would be to be a series regular, uh, on a half hour comedy, dramedy. Um, I feel like the perfect role would kind of be CC on new girl. So for a while I thought I was like the leading lady. And now I've kind of settled into like, I, I like being like the co-star, like the second, the second in command. You're
0: like, I want to be second or third on the call sheet.
1: Yeah, because there's so much less pressure and. Um, like the main character always has to carry so much storyline and that to me like I, I love being the person that just pops in and says something funny you know but I want I want something more than that so um, yeah like the hot best friend or like the dorky best friend or um, the dorky girlfriend or like whatever something like that or and or um, I kind of switch into the whole like badass thing so I ride a Harley and I do stunts and I do fight choreography and I would love to do something like that that's super like action-based and like badass but again there's like a lot of pressure when it comes to that stuff so like lazy me is like I just want to be like the hot best friend who says funny shit sometimes and then when I'm feeling like real motivated and like when I'm at the gym I'm like I'm gonna be a Marvel superhero you know so that's uh that's where I'm at and I think I'm close I've definitely I've been in LA what like eight years and then really doing the acting thing for five I you know I've stuck. I've spent this is what I always tell people I'm, like I've spent tens of thousand of dollars on acting classes i'm pretty sure i can do more than just like whip my tits out and like scream you know somebody give me a chance um
0: <laughs> i mean i haven't taken a single day of acting classes that i could do that
1: <laughs> um yeah but i'm working on a lot of pro- a lot of projects right now that are more than just that um this movie right now we're in reshoots it's called girl lost two it's the sequel to girl lost one. There's no one in it, but Girl Lost. Um, you can watch the first one on Amazon. It was number one on Amazon for like a month. Um, it was super popular. And uh, it's a female writer, director, producer. Her name is Robin Bain. She's such a fucking badass. Um, I love working for other females. They just, the vibe on set is so much different than like a an all male energy, which is what uh, tends to happen. And um, yeah, I play this uh, this chick who kind of runs like a sex ring and lures in younger girls and manipulates them. And she's very layered and dark. Um, but you, you sympathize with her because she comes from like, she grew up in a similar thing and like, uh, you know, got herself out of it and made it to Hollywood and now she's getting older. And so you like kind of see all that unravel in the film. And I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah, there's definitely projects going on where I get to shine a little bit more.
0: So. And you're number 2 in that one too.
1: I am. I'm literally I'm number 2, yeah. Really close. Yeah. It's it's fucking great.
0: Hopefully you'll get that fucking breakthrough role and I
1: know. Well, actually I have the biggest project I've ever done is coming out um in like 2 weeks, but I'm not allowed to say anything about it. Um but that could really be a really awesome push. It'll definitely garner a little bit of um, publicity, I guess, or whatever. So, a little bit of add-a-credential or whatever.
0: It's not Hex, is it?
1: (laughs) Are you looking at my IMDb right now? I am. (laughs) No, it's not the Hex. Um, That was a fun one, though. I, I was a topless skydiver.
0: So, how many movies do you keep your top on and remain alive?
1: Um... Did I die in that one? I can't remember if I, I think I, I think I lived through that one, but um, I would say, I would say 60, 40, 60 being the death, dying in 60 of them. Yeah. But now again, like I feel like I'm a lot more like, that was earlier in my career. Now I'm a little bit more valued. So people want to keep me alive, throw me in a sequel, you know?
0: So do you have any chance? Do you have any desire to do your own stuff, do a web, more web series, shit like that?
1: So, I actually had my first production meeting today for a short that I wrote. Um, cause you know, Hollywood's all about like, oh, if you don't wait for the casting directors, don't wait for the keepers of the gate to let you in, just create your own content. Like, create your own content, create your own content. It's like fucking parrots running around, um, yapping at you about that.
0: I mean, here I, you are, here I am creating here my own, creating own,
1: con- your own content, and
0: have been for years. So, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I wrote this little thing, uh, about a chick on a motorcycle because that is inherent. That's so me and it's so a part of me and I have got to stunt double, um, for girls on bikes, but as far as there being like a, a project out there about a protagonist female motorcycle rider, it doesn't really exist, but look at how successful Sons of Anarchy is and the Mayans or, you know, um, there's just a lot of like badass dude stuff out there and coming is like this this past year has been so much like badass female characters right everybody wants to to do that and so um yeah just there needs to be chicks on bikes
0: with the badass female characters i just hope that hollywood handles them a little better going forward
1: what do you mean like not making them wear like slutty costumes kind of thing
0: slutty costumes or i did not care for wonder woman at all yeah and that wasn't Gal Gadot's performance in it. It was... The movie itself was just totally horrible. Bad writing. And then what did fucking bother me in the third act was... She found strength when her love interest died.
1: Right. Like,
0: this is Wonder Woman. She don't need no fucking man.
1: Yeah. What is that test that you have to pass the... Uh, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I should know the actual name of I this. though.
1: like, Herschel test or something. But Bush, yeah. uh, But... <laughs> The camel? No, that's a sauce. Bechamel.
0: Yeah, I like bechamel.
1: Or is that the like the creamy sauce that goes on things? Bechamel. The camel?
0: I don't know. Ah, uh, goddamn it. Um.
1: But uh, no. I mean, that's yeah, such a bummer when you do have a strong female character, and then yeah, it's like
0: uh, the bechamel test. Bechdel.
1: Bechdel. Oh the, yeah, yeah. I think Bechdel.
0: The Bechdel Wallace test.
1: Yeah, which do you want to explain that.
0: So it asks a working feature of these two women who talk to each other about something other than a man.
1: Which you think, like, well, yeah, that happens all the time, right? And then you start watching shit and you're like, fuck, everything is super motivated by a dude. It's crazy.
0: And come on, we all know in real life, women are much more motivated by shoes and handbags.
1: Oh, Oh,
0: there goes the hate mail.
1: Yeah, I'm about to show you some of that fight choreography, I know.
0: Throat punching. (laughs) no but it's silly even in your female protagonist that's still that they're not passing the fucking test yeah or wonder woman to a degree definitely had some scenes where they did not talk about men but it didn't pass it through the whole movie right and just Oh my god, he died. Oh, now I have the strength to defeat the man I've been trained to defeat him since I was born. <laughs> the fuck. The
1: fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we can do better. Um, so yeah, I had a production meeting today and um I gave him my budget and my friend was like, "We could probably make that work." I don't know. I just um it's so different. Like you walk on I walk onto a set like the deuce, right? And there's every there's like 10 people for every one little job it seems like there's like 50 people on set
0: and, yeah unions
1: yeah and everything runs so smoothly like a well oiled machine and then i go to um like an indie set where i'm an actor and also i'm like oh there's no ad here so actually do you guys mind if i also ad because everyone's take like everything's taking forever and then you, you know you get involved and you're wearing all the different hats as they say and um yeah so to be the writer director producer actor and the ad and crafty and do all the things is um a little bit intimidating you know especially with my own money you know it's i have i want to pay for it, and i don't want to pay for it myself but that's my plan i want i don't want to ask all the favors like i'm going to pay my actors and i'm going to pay my friend for using his camera equipment and stuff and that was something that was like really important to me um because i when people ask you to do things for free and that's what you do for a living it starts to like I don't know. I just want to. I want people's art to be. Um, I just want to show that it's it's worthy of when you know what I mean.
0: No, I totally get it, and it's one of those things where your time's fucking valuable. Yeah. And with it as expensive as this town is, like, I'd love to help out my friends, especially when starting podcasts. But it's like, hey, man, I have my own production. I have a bunch of other gigs. I can't take fucking eight hours out of my day. To record you and edit your stuff for you free of charge. Yeah. I'll do it at a deep discount. I'll do it at a friend rate, but I still got to make something on this.
1: Yeah. And what people don't understand, like, as an actor, for example, is now I'm, you, you okay, you want me to work one day, so eight hours, like, okay, which is normally probably 12. That means I'm Or 16. Yeah. That means now I'm spending time learning lines. I'm spending time finding costuming because I'm guessing that's not happening. You know what I mean? You just all this time, other than the actual day where you're actually doing it, that you're spending for them.
0: And depending on where the location is, you may be commuting clear across fucking L.A. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes people will be like, oh, will you do this paper for me? And I'm like, yeah. And I shot this thing last week for, like, way under what I would normally charge. And it was in Riverside for two days. And I was like, oh, my God. i like... I have such I hate like hate being in a car and my bikes in the shop right now. And so actually I just bought a Mustang though and I really love it. Um <laughs> I think I'm going through a midlife crisis. I got Invisalign and bought a Mustang like in the same month. But um yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's just it's fucking crazy. And even parking like if you're shooting downtown, well, be prepared to spend $20 on parking.
0: Right or have to redline it downtown.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not doing that.
1: What's a redline?
0: Like <laughs> Public transportation? Am I a peasant? <laughs> How dare you suggest that, Matt?
1: <laughs> I take the train of the Dodgers games. Go Dodgers.
0: Uh, it's, it's absolutely crazy what people, especially on the acting, end, will just be like, hey, do you want know uh, exposure?
1: Yeah. Well, because people have this idea that just anyone can do it, right? And then you put a camera in their face, and you're like, oh, shit, this is actually hard. Um, when I first started acting, I got in my first acting class and, uh, my coach was just like, I don't, I can't do anything with you. He's like, you're fucking terrible. Um, and I came from the modeling world and, uh, burping from the champagne and the broccoli I had earlier. Um, came from the modeling world, super classy. And so I got up in front of the class. All he wanted me to do was like an introduction that he'd like written out or that I had written out. so I was like, hi, my name's Cody how are you today? And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm acting. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like posing. And he, yeah.
0: You read that like it was a 1-900 number late night.
1: Yeah. Hi,
0: I'm Cody. Yeah. Cause that's, you should call me.
1: Yeah. Call me for a good time.
0: Right. That, that was your delivery right there.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, I came from the Playboy world. And so then everything that I had been trained for four years was just, make it sexual I guess even though I d- couldn't have told you that that I think that was like what I'd been brainwashed as or whatever um not to be yourself be like the sexy version of you and so even I would get normal commercial editions and they like like right like right now I would be like doing like this or something and they're like what are you doing and I was like I don't wouldn't you caress the mic and they're like no
0: no that makes my mi- bumping noises that's horrible <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep you're welcome um yeah, I, it took me, it took, I spent a lot of money in acting classes to break myself of all those habits. Um, but yeah, like as an actor, people just think, oh, anyone can do it. But then you get somebody who, like, like a camera guy, I feel like, people are like, oh, well, we got to pay the camera guy. I'm like, that's, that's, yeah, it's a skill set, but like, so is fucking acting, you assholes.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's not just being pretty. In my very limited acting experience, like I've only acted in porn's but it's a rough job yeah i 100 percent like i'm i'm an okay actor like i'm not fucking anything it will take multiple takes before i like actually get in the rhythm and like get comfortable with being on yeah. camera because it's not something i do all the time like something like this where i'm just being me and talking no problem but it's like oh i gotta actually like think about what i'm saying and remember fucking lines
1: yeah using somebody else's words but your own feelings so like Yeah, a scene I just did was about um, uh, this chick is first of all, she's lying to this girl that she that her that the the girl's dad molested her as a kid. Um, But you're but so she's lying about it, but she is telling uh, about something that did happen to her. She's just not she's just saying it was this girl's dad. So that's already so layered. And so you're trying to think of something in your own experience where something like that happened to you or made you feel that way so that you can emote that but then also in the back of your head knowing that you're lying about it and then also while you know for continuity you're trying to do the same actions every time through a four-page scene while like i just it's fucked up and then whatever it while that's in your head you just have to react what the other actor is doing because sometimes like i had thought she would go one way maybe she'd be more emotional or maybe she'd get angry where she took it sad and i was like well that's not what i was expecting and now i'm reacting to that and you're like everything i'm practice, quote unquote, you know, is just out the window. And it's just fucking crazy. And I love it. That's why I love it. But for people to just, you know, think that what you do has no value or it's a hobby. I mean, I go to auditions all the time where people like, oh, like half the girls didn't show up because of them. It's just like, oh, it's acting like it's a hobby. And like I eat, sleep and fucking breathe this. This is what I love to do. And I take it seriously and I respect it. And I like to think that it respects me. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Oh, and that's the right way to do it. I mean, Honestly, in this town, I think showing up and being serious about whatever you're doing gets you just ahead of half the crowd in the first place. Yeah. Because so many people are just playing at this shit.
1: Yeah. Well, even, yeah, like making a commit, like part of acting is like making really strong choices and committing to it. And sometimes they ask you to do really stupid things. Like I, um, like playing a demon, like a possessed demon. Like when you actually break that down and think about it, I'm going to go walk into a room of strangers that I've never met before. And now I'm going to do these weird like noises and movements that maybe nobody else fucking did. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the girl, 10 girls before me did. And you really just like lay it out on the table, you know, and you just, sometimes you get really fucking weird and really vulnerable and really raw. And you just have to be okay with that. You know,
0: what's the best feedback you've ever gotten from a casting director on like weird choices?
1: Um, Uh, well, it was a scene where, um, uh, kind of like a similar, what I'm talking about, like, um, uh, like the, uh, manipulative, like, uh, she, the girls like trying to take advantage of, of a younger girl. And, um, it was so creepy, I guess a creepy scene, um, like sexually predatory creepy scene. She said it was so fucking creepy. Like she had her hands over her mouth the whole time. And like, she looked so concerned, like she was going to stand up and like, say, stop the scene. Like, that's how uncomfortable she felt. And that's there were four people in the room and they were all just like that. And I like when the scene was done, I turned around to all of them and they all kind of just didn't say anything. And then they were just like, okay, that was really good. Thank you. And I like walked out of the room, like mortified because I was like, what the fuck? And then later learned they were like, we were just speechless. Because it was so spot on and it was so creepy and that's the way it was written. And I was like, oh, I am a great sexual predator. So proud of myself. We all know that. Yeah. But as like, so I was more of the younger, like what high school college when I first moved out here and now I'm older, I'm 30. And so I am playing like more of like a madam role or like. You know, Angelina Jolie is no longer, like, the young Laura Tomb Raider now. She's Maleficent or whatever, you know. So, um, these, instead of being, like, the lamb, right, being the one preyed on, I get to do the praying. And that's fucking exciting for me.
0: That feels like growth. Like That's right. I'm the boss bitch now. Yeah. So, did you book that role?
1: I did. Nice. I did. Yeah. I've never booked an exorcist demon role, though. Um, Which is, like, another thing is, like like whatever being pretty again people um assume that you are just that and that you can't branch out and be a character actor or be like or that you'll be okay being like ugly.
0: No no. no. Once you go full ugly that's when you get your Oscar.
1: Yeah. I like I love Charlize Theron and I'm like waiting for my monster moment, you know, which I guess uh, taking my own advice I should just fucking write it and do it cuz she um Someone just told me like, the story of how that happened. And she got a hold of that script and was like, I want to do this after she had played the, like, the villain's girl, hot girlfriend. And she played all those roles. And she's like, I've got Hollywood figured out in that way. She's like, I want to do something more. And no one would hire her to do it. So she's like, well, I'm going to produce this myself. And everyone was like, Ugh, I mean, are you sure? And then obviously she fucking killed it. Literally killed in it.
0: She did. She did. Yeah. And she deserved the fucking award.
1: I do actually, speaking of compliments, um, uh, because I am so, like, free and really comfortable um, on set and with my body and being naked and coming from the playboy world or whatever, um, and because I've done a lot of sex scenes on TV and films and a lot of other people haven't. I love that compliment when people are like, okay, they're kind of dancing around it like, right, now we're going to do this scene and we want to make sure everyone's comfortable and like, you know, just take off your robe whenever you're ready and I'm like, woo, like naked, like let's do it, like let's go, like I'm ready. Um, And one, I love like making the other actor feel comfortable and then like, once they see how, like, I'm having fun, then it gives them permission to have fun. Like, the guy can't really take the lead anymore, right? Like, the girl kind of has to do it. And if it's a male, like, kind of, the female actor basically has to take the lead. But if you have somebody who's shy and who's never done it before, it's really hard, the chemistry. So, like, I don't know. It's like
0: fucking a virgin in real life.
1: Yeah. So, like, sometimes the first take of, like, whatever sex scene we're shooting, and when, like, everyone in the room is just like, wow like that was great you know that like way exceeded our expectations or like again people don't think i can act because i'm just doing a sex scene and then they see like oh wow like you're actually really talented and was like thank you i mean it's kind of a backhanded insult because she just believed in the first place but like yeah that's always really nice to hear
0: like why was i booked if i wasn't talented motherfucker (sighs) flip table
1: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly it is really weird I've done um, sex scenes with people like bigger celebrities and then like seen them out and like said hi and they don't remember me. And then I'm like, remember we did that sex scene and the one thing and they're like, oh, because, you know, if you think of a show like like Californication, right? I mean, how many girls, you know, they just have day players on there, girls that come in for the day and they're in like a sex scene and then they're done. I mean, you can't. I mean, I would imagine it's hard to remember everybody. So. Did you
0: have a sex scene with David Duchovny?
1: I didn't. I've met him, and he's very charming and sweet, but no sex scenes with him yet.
0: David, call me. What was that old pop song, David Duchovny? Why will not you love me?
1: Oh, I don't know, but that's funny.
0: That's an actual song. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, especially some of these celebrities meet a lot of fucking people.
1: Yeah, I mean we meet a lot of people like people come in just even from the bar, like people be like, Oh, you don't remember. And I usually remember people's drinks, but I mean on a really busy night, especially if I'm hammered, not that I bartend drunk or anything, but, um, you know, it's hard to remember everybody, especially because like, I hate to say it, but some people are just like not that memorable.
0: Yeah. 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 But
1: no, I mean, everyone's great, but
0: (laughs) don't lie to my audience. uh,
1: There's like this one type of guy that I have a really hard time remembering, like you know, people are like, Ugh. like you're like, oh, all white blonde girls look the same, or like, oh, all like Asian people look the same. To me, it's like I call it like a Huck Finn, and it's just kind of like an average-looking white guy with like brown hair, and there's really like nothing to, like descriptive. If you like, if he murdered someone and you were trying to like recall what he looked like, and the sketch artist was like, "You're giving me nothing," like that I have, I can't sort them out. Like they all look the same to me.
0: Uh I think I fell into that category because we met and then I was in Bronson and neither one of us remembered each other at first. You're like because I was I Vance introduced us at one point. Uh huh. And then I was in Love Bronson. Shout out to Steve Vance who's previously done the show. I was in Bronson one night and you're bartending. I think I was wearing an exit Chicago shirt. And you're like, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, Oh, me too. And then talking from I'm like, wait a minute, aren't you Vance's friend? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally just didn't remember each other.
1: Well, also, we've always probably been like drinking a lot, so you got to factor that in.
0: I've never drank in my life. Oh my god! Like, I, what? That's did...
1: obviously tea, and it's a
0: just a prop, <laughs> just a prop. I've never drank in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm a virgin, so cool. Glad we got those bases covered.
0: So, when are you looking to lose that?
1: <laughs> We're actually going to auction that off. That's the next part of the show.
0: Well, it's going to be a vote on Twitter on who's good to deflower Cody. Oh,
1: my God. Deflower.
0: <sighs> was it not that classy? Was it not a, a deflowering moment for you?
1: Oh, my God. I lost my virginity in a dorm room. So, no, on a bunk bed. Like, it was not
0: cute. Was the dude's roommate home?
1: Uh, not at that time. But, I mean, um. Yeah, I went to high school at, like, a boarding school. And so if you ever wanted to hang out with a boy privately, like, you just had to, like, sneak into the dorms, which you could get suspended for, which I did get suspended, which is always really fun to write on your college applications. Like, oh, when they're like, have you ever been suspended? I'm like, yes. And they're like, why? I'm like, for having a boy in my room, even though I was 18. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, 3 in the morning, and they, uh, they we, like, got caught or whatever. It was, like, the stupidest thing, too. Um, it wasn't even supposed to be, like, like a... A sexy, crazy party thing. It was just like we were bored, and because um, so our internet shut off at two. Our, the high school I went to is fucking crazy. Our internet um, shuts off at oh at one a.m. and starts back up at six because it's like a nerd high school. Um, so all the uh, like they had a problem with gamers like staying up all night playing video games. So they're like, we have to regulate this. We're going to shut the internet off so people will sleep, which really sucks if you're trying to get your homework done and then your internet shuts off at one in the morning. This is like before. Like, you didn't just have your smartphone, you know? It was, like, I don't know. I'm not that old, but it was kind of – you had a room phones. I don't know. You still had cell phones, but you couldn't get the internet easily. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Um, oh, so they, like, these guys, like, came over, and it was, it was snowing. And so the security guard making the rounds just followed their footprints from, like, the boys' dorm into the girls' dorm and was, like, ah, um, So yeah, uh, they called my parents and my dad was like, so he was like, why am I getting woke up in the middle of the night? And like, your daughter is getting suspended. And he's like, why? He goes, were there drugs in the room? And you're like, goodness, no. And I'm like, was there drinking? No. Was there, was she naked? No. And he's like, I don't care. And then hung up the phone. (laughs) He's like, she's 18 years old. She can fucking figure it out. It was crazy. But I got suspended for a week, so
0: but if you live there, where do they send you when you're suspended?
1: So, you have to leave campus and most people's parents would just come get them, but because I lived 6 hours away from home, uh, it was like a boarding school like up by Chicago and I'm from the south. Uh my parents were going to come get me. And so the school, it was like the first time that ever happened and they're like, "We don't know what to do." And I was like, "Well, I'll just take a train to Chicago. I'm ready to go fucking party." I'm like, "Woo, we got school. Like this is great." And they were like, no, we're definitely going to have to have an adult sign you out. And so I don't really remember. I wish I could remember exactly how it happened. But somebody's mom volunteered to take me. And uh, this kid's mom took me and like was amazing. She like taught me how to knit scarves. And she had two younger daughters. And I just like hung out with them all week and had like, homemade food.
0: So you were a bad influence on her two daughters?
1: Uh, no, I was delightful. Um, but probably.
0: Delightful. Yeah.
1: But it was like the best suspension ever because you know normally at school you're like eating cafeteria food and it's such a bummer and like yeah, it was great. No no regrets.
0: <laughs> How did you end up in a boarding school anyways?
1: Um so I applied. It's the Illinois Math and Science Academy. So um I nerd. I know. Nerd alert. <laughs> Uh, Why couldn't I have gotten pigeonholed as a nerd? I don't know. I guess I could just put on some glasses and then cut my hair.
0: Tape your tits down.
1: Yeah, I'm wearing a sports bar right now. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of cat hair on me, too. I thought that probably helps. Um, Yeah. You
0: shouldn't have done the Invisalign if you're trying to go for the nerd.
1: Oh, yeah. Just get the real braces?
0: Get the real braces. You can't have a perfect smile as a nerd. Yeah.
1: I was such a nerd in high school though. I did. I had glasses and braces and really bad acne and not even just the acne on your face, but like the chest knee and back knee kind of thing. And I was like so awkward because I was like really skinny and then I gained weight and I was just, ooh, I have frizzy hair like I do now, but you can't tell. Um, but yeah, Illinois math and science academy. It was amazing. I'm really glad I went. And uh, yeah, I was just bored at a regular high school and wanted to go to a smart school, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
0: You're like, I'm mad smart, yo. all not just a pretty package
1: yeah pretty package that's that's a good alliteration
0: it is it is so you got kicked out for a fucking week
1: yeah i got kicked out i don't know i never got suspended from college though i guess that's good on... do they
0: suspend people in college i i don't know
1: i guess they would just kick you out
0: like i mean if i, I mean i never went to college a day in my life uh-huh but if I was going to college, and, like we're suspending, like fuck you, I'm paying you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's it's weird.
0: Like I want a weeks up to worth of the tuition back. Totally. Yeah. I'm paying for this fucking service. I
1: think they would just kick you out because I mean, if you think about it, I think they would just kick you out. Well, because why would they suspend you? It's
0: not. Yeah. Why would they suspend you for something that wouldn't get you kicked out?
1: Yeah. Exactly. As I'm, yeah, I don't know.
0: Because it's not the petty bullshit like the could you suspended in high school. I got suspended my first day of senior year for smoking on campus.
1: So, you a cigarette? Yep. Shut up.
0: Because I was a degenerate. Of course.
1: Uh, well, I, I, I don't even want to <laughs> breach this topic, but. I'm so fascinated by, I see like some articles floating around Facebook or whatever about kids vaping in high school now and how that's like such a big deal. How like, it was an article about um, how they're taking the stall doors off in the boys' room because kids are vaping. And I'm like, is that really what we're like concerned about? Does it matter? I don't know.
0: Are they vaping DMT?
1: I don't know. What if are...
0: they're not vaping DMT, who cares?
1: Okay. I don't, I don't know what they're vaping.
0: I, I understand not wanting them to vape in fucking school. but No, I agree.
1: Same with like, I would imagine having your cell phone is like annoying as a teacher, watching a student just play on their phone. Like, come on, man. But but all the things you have to go through to try to um, police it. You know, like what? You guys, like it's a cigarette? Really? Oh, Isn't your yeah. education more important?
0: Literally, I was running late to my first day of class and like finished my smoke as I walked on the campus and flicked it behind me. Right in front of the fucking police liaison. Oh, no. As I step in the front door, security's like, come with me. I'm like, what? I, I just got here.
1: Oh, my God. They're like,
0: you were smoking on campus. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I was smoking on campus. Three days suspension? Cool. Later.
1: Yeah. Suspension is such a weird thing because kids are like, yay, I don't have to go to school. This is awesome. And all the teachers let you make up the work. So it's not like a big deal. Well,
0: I was in the alternative school already. <laughs> okay. Like, I was already in the special ed program. And, like, what are you going to do? Punish me with no school? I'm barely going to graduate on time because of my attendance already. Like, oh, big fucking deal. Three more days ain't going to kill me. Right. They actually tried to be slick. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you an inside suspension. Oh, what's that? Basically, they lock you in a room all day.
1: See, I'm all about, like, rehabilitation instead of punishment or whatever
0: well and the best part about the inside detention was the inside suspension was they couldn't tell me what day it was going to be because i'd just ditch oh.
1: surprise it's today <laughs>
0: yeah that's what they pulled i show up for class one day and they're like uh your inside suspension's today i'm like okay so when it came to lunch my high school had open campus for upperclassmen i'm like i didn't pack a lunch i wasn't expecting to be suspended today i gotta go get lunch oh
1: shit and then you didn't come back
0: and they're like exactly they're like okay go to the cafeteria grab your lunch come back up nah and i just walked right out of the building
1: yeah
0: <laughs> did not come back i came back the next day they're like well what do you want to try it again i can keep this up all day
1: oh my gosh
0: i mean i was a mouthy smart kid who did not give a fuck yeah at one point i had a fucking like israeli gas mask that i just had because you know i'm a fucking kid Uh and my friend gave it back to me at school and i decided to wear it like through school this is Um. post-combine security freaked out like i I didn't make any threatening gestures i just wore a gas mask through like through a period like going from one end to the the other fastest walk i'd ever had through the building (laughs) security grabs me drags me out of class brings me down to the dean's office and they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? Show me in the policy where it says I did anything that violates.
1: You're why a rule got added to the handbook.
0: Oh, I'm the reason a couple rules got added to the handbook. That in my senior year, they added no satanic cult references on T-shirts. So the first day of school, I wear a Slayer shirt. I was t- going to say,
1: yeah, Slayer for
0: sure. I, I wore a Slayer Hallowaitz T-shirt. And one of my teachers was like, really? I'm like, yeah, really. Like down to the office. I'm like, all right. They're like, no satanic cobra references. I'm like, this is a band shirt. And on top of it, the Church of Satan is a recognized religious organization in the oh, U.S. yeah. So is this public school telling me, imp- impeding on my separation of church and states? They're like, uh... Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll contact a lawyer. It's cool.
1: Yeah. It's so funny, like... I was a similar kid. I, like, yes and no, because I can like I cared about I wanted to be like the best at everything. So in that way, like I cared about the rules and I cared about people's opinions. But also, like, I was always such like a like smug, gloating, like smarter than everybody kind of feeling. Not when I went to IMSA, the Illinois math and science company. I was like definitely like the dumbest kid there. Like the joke is that I think there were only like five blondes in the entire school of like 600 kids um and that all the southern there's like six kids from the south from like um yeah anyway from southern Illinois and the joke is that we all got in because of like affirmative action um based on like location because we were like the dumbest kids at least like a couple of us were I <laughs> hope they're not listening I don't know but um but yeah in normal high school oh my god way smarter than everybody and like you know you feel like you're smarter than the teachers whether you are or aren't and um yeah, just having those arguments. Like uh, in college, I, um, so I worked three jobs. I worked at Hooters, this place called Bacro, which is fine dining, and then Cowboy Monkey, which was like a normal like downtown bar. And I just wanted to like make money. And also I had a full-rate scholarship actually. So I like got paid from that too. But I just grew up super poor and I decided that I wasn't going to have that in my life, you know. And so I worked like all these jobs and college that uh requires like attendance is so dumb to me like if you know the material then why need to go sit in like a lecture hall it's so dumb um whereas like IMSA like sort of like attendance didn't matter it was just did you know the material could you do it like you teachers didn't stand up there and just lecture so that you could repeat it like it was like literally teaching you how to learn it was such a really cool experience but so then when I got to college it was almost like backtracking where they would just like have you regurgitate information and you're like "Uh, okay well I can do this Cheeto stop licking yourself Can,
0: can you hear that (laughs)
1: <laughs> um anyway so i like i took some rocks class like i don't even know was that geology that
0: is geology
1: geology uh where i missed it was only a midterm and a final and because i was at work and not paying attention to win things where i missed the midterm and i was like i came in the next day and i was like i'm so sorry can i please take this i was like i can take it right now like and i explained you know i, I work all the time and blah 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 like sending money home or whatever and um he let me take it And it was fine. Like, no big deal. And I probably got an A in the class or whatever, but I passed. And then Spanish, uh, when the Spanish grades came out, um, I had failed it for attendance. Like, you had to do these daily activities that were, like, five points a day or something. And I didn't go to class, so I didn't turn them in. But I got an A on the final. And I was like, you under – and I did the whole thing, right? The speech. I was like, well, the whole point – like, what do you think the whole point of college is, right? It's like get an education and don't you think that the final measures – Whether you got the information or not, I was like, why does the busy work have to, you know, be graded in this whole speech? And again, in geology, I got past it. And then Spanish was like, no.
0: I had a similar experience in high school. Uh, I had a humanities teacher freshman year who they taught their class like it was college. You got a syllabus when you got you started the fucking year. Like these are when the homework assignments are due. This is when these tests are going to happen. And it got to the fucking finals. I got an A-plus on the final. I got an A-plus on the midterm. And he had a computer that calculated your grade because I had not done a single inch of the fucking homework.
1: As you shouldn't have had to if you knew, like, if you know the material.
0: The computer calculated my grade as a D-minus, even with all the me fucking around. Yeah. He crossed it out road now.
1: What a dick.
0: Like, oh, I'm not supposed to show you up? I was going to
1: say, he's, like, totally pulling an authoritative, like, move right there. Like,
0: how dare you not do my homework all year, young man? Yeah.
1: I don't Especially know. Especially
0: freshman year. I was stoned half the time.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad I never got into, like, drugs and alcohol at an early age. I, like, definitely waited till college to experiment with
0: all that stuff. I'm happy I did at a young age because once I got to, like, being an adult... The mystique of it was over. The, yeah. There was no like, oh my god, frat party or get rage. It's just like this is old hats.
1: Oh my god, maybe that's why I'm an alcoholic because I didn't party early on in life. Well fuck.
0: Was <laughs> it safe for me though? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Nah, but I just also in your jeans.
0: I also just stopped smoking weed like by sixteen. I was just bored with it.
1: Yeah. That sounds like such a like a European way, right, is where it's like, oh, you grew up in the household and you can just drink and, you know, do whatever you want. So it's never a taboo thing that you like seek and like overindulge in because it's just normal. Yeah. Amer- Americans are so ass backwards sometimes. Oh,
0: we come from a horrible puritanical. I mean, for fuck's sake. You showing your tits on film is worse than 100 people being bloodily murdered on film. You were much more likely to get a hard R with a little bit of nudity how many pg-13 movies do hundreds of people die and they just don't show the blood the last couple diehard movies were pg-13 that's crazy where in europe it's completely the opposite way sex is fine
1: as it should be
0: and the minute you start having violence they're like whoa whoa whoa, we need to restrict this
1: yeah for uh well i guess i'm a little older now but for most of my adult life i had such like issues with sex because i was raised like abstinence only and i when i was younger really wanted to stick with that like i was really i was into it i was like a bible thumper, thumper for a while like go around go like go on the youth trips and then go around and knock on people's doors like thinking back it's so fucking nuts now go around and knock on people's doors and be like hi do you believe in jesus christ
0: what that is fucking child abuse <laughs> like you're no, parents- went
1: on my own free will i wanted to go my parents didn't give a shit
0: they didn't encourage it
1: no, I mean, I don't, yeah, n- no, it was, I got really into youth group because I felt like accepted there in the sense of community and I like wanted to be a part of it so bad.
0: Did you think Jesus was going to save you from your back knee?
1: Probably. I was probably on my knees, like, you know, my hands pulled on my bed, like, dear God, I really want a boy to like me. Please take away my boobs. It's, you know? He did eventually, but I think I could, I think it's probably the $30 a month I paid to proactive, not Jesus, but, um, but yeah, that's so weird to think back on, like, the shit that, like, that was so, I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? Like, if you believe in Jesus, like, you should go want to spread the word and, you know, just all the stuff that they tell you and that you repeat, and I don't know, I don't I don't know, i
0: What made you step away from that?
1: Um... Well, then I went to a very secular uh, high school, obviously, where they're like, Carl Sagan is God and there is no God. And um, like, even we, there were like eight of us that did like a little like youth group Bible study. And we tried to like, stay strong in the secular environment and all the things. But then, you know, just kind of experiencing life and understanding other cultures and like, um, like, 50% of the school is, like, Asian, and so there's, like, people that believe in Buddha or, like, you know, just being exposed to other ideas and and then God coming to L.A. and understanding, like, what spirituality is and, like, you know, don't laugh at me.
0: <laughs> like, here, welcome to L.A., here's your crystals.
1: Yeah. Uh, crystals and avocados and sage and tarot card readings. No, I don't know, but just, yeah, understanding. And it, it's also really weird now to look at... Um, Like, the people that you respect and admire and how they feel about religion or spirituality versus the people that you, like, look down on and how they feel about spirituality and religion. You're like, oh, interesting. A lot of the people that I look up to have something in common. And a lot of the people that preach, like, Christianity are the most judgmental, fucking hypocritical assholes.
0: Oh, yeah. Joel Osteen Osteen wouldn't open his fucking church. The flood. Right. I know. People are fucking dying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't muddy up the floors of our mega church.
1: Yeah, and also getting caught up in all the um, like traditions, right? Like a like you have to be inducted into the Catholicism, whatever, if you want to marry a Catholic. Like I know, like my my dad did that, and I was like, do you uh,
0: do you even really? For fuck's sake, these rules were written by people that didn't have indoor plumbing.
1: Yeah, and also like the idea that you just pick and choose what you want to listen to, right? Like like being gay is so fucking wrong, but like premarital sex, eh, let's just not talk about it, you know? Like what.
0: Oh, do you have a tattoo? That's a no-no.
1: But here was a big thing actually for us in high school is um this super religious guy got a tattoo of Jesus on him. <laughs> so like what if it's a tattoo of Jesus was well, a fucking huge topic of conversation.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are no loopholes in the Bible. Yeah. It says you shall not do that shit to your body. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah,
1: um, no, and I don't want to like you know, bad mouth religion or whatever i do all the time yeah because i think you know everyone's different stuff works for different people but for me i'm just more about like definitely a higher power but like does he have a name and did he instruct humans to write a book about it like i don't know
0: i don't think there's a higher power i think this is the whole fucking show but i respect that people can believe whatever they want as long as they don't try to enforce their bullshit on me or anyone else yeah because at the end of the day i'm not gonna force you to be like don't believe in god it's just it's hard to buy it when it's all based on the geography of where you were born pretty much determines on what religion you're going to be yeah like oh there's one true god unless you happen to be born in the middle east or be born in southern asia or
1: yeah and one of the most like pet peeve one of like a really big pet peeve of mine is when people again it was more of a conversation when i was younger and trying to like get people to convert to like christianity but like oh like what religion are you i guess is the question and people like well my mom's a catholic so i guess i'm a catholic and i'm like that's not how catholicism works like do you believe in jesus do you believe in the bible do you believe what you're reading like it's not just a hand-me-down thing like because my relationship with God was so personal, and I was like, "If you don't have a relationship with God, then you're not anything in this whole fucking thing." But like, oh my God, it was just...
0: so judgmental.
1: I know I was. I am. I'm such a judgy person. I try really hard not to be, but I'm a Sagittarius, so you know.
0: You're a Sag member. I, I know.
1: Yeah, Sag. Double Sag. Double like, sag. the
0: best kind. <gasps> I used to say I was agnostic, and then it's just like, no, it's full on atheism. I just don't believe. Yeah. Because. I feel so many people that are caught up in religion are so fucking handicapped by it. They're afraid to live life because the invisible parent may judge them for it.
1: Yeah. Or I mean what all like all wars are started on religion. Like all like
0: I mean, some of them are about oil.
1: Yeah, but like there's there's probably some sort of religious thing in there. They're like, oh well, like, I don't know, God said that we should drill in Alaska and kill the polar bears. I don't know, whatever. But you know, it's all like it all comes back to, like even anytime people bring up politics, it's always like religion gets thrown in there somehow. Like, well, Trump believes in God; he's a good God fearing Christian, or whatever. Like, whatever people are, Obama's the Antichrist. I definitely heard that from like people. Well,
0: I'm I'm starting to believe that theory just because Obama being elected caused the, the crazy people to go so crazy that they elected Trump, who is really going to bring around the end of the world.
1: Can you imagine hating a black person so much that you, like, needed to elect Trump as the president to, like, prove a point? Ugh. I, I don't get it. I don't either.
0: I, I don't get it. And we stared into politics. God damn it.
1: I know. How did this happen? Because
0: well, it's so prevalent in just day-to-day life. It's exhausting. It's just every fucking thing you see is like, politics.
1: I know. Well, and the media is like, I mean, the media is a lot to blame for, right? Because what we see... We're like, we consume what we see and hear. And so when people are just blasting it in your face all the time, that's like what you think about and what you believe. Well, and
0: it's, a, it's a big circle. It's media these days is more concerned with ratings and being entertainment than it is about being thorough news coverage. Yeah. So they throw it at us. We consume it. They see their numbers uptick. They throw more of it at us like right. that's fucking working. Oh
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we are also to blame. Like it's like idiocracy. The movie is really happening. Um, what if I had this amazing theory, um, the other day because I don't know, thinking about, I guess like school shootings, right? And like the more that we talk about them, the more they seem to be happening and whatever, whatever, not whatever, whatever. It's obviously a big deal, but, um, it's like that South Park episode with the school shootings. That shit's hilarious. It's really fucked up. Um, what if the news, cause it's always so negative. Like I literally cannot watch the news because I'm an, like an empathetic crier. And so as soon as they start talking about like sad things, I start crying and it literally it ruins my day. Um, but what if we just, what, what if the majority of news was good? Like, yeah, of course, bad things are happening, but so are good things. So what if we could talk about the good things and like, oh, this is how this person volunteered. And like, this is how this person recovered from this. And like, I think it would spark something. Yeah. But if
0: you're having a shitty life, do you really want to hear about other people doing better than you?
1: Well, that, that feels like a non sequitur right now.
0: Well, I'm just saying the majority of American life, people are you know overworked, depressed,
1: yeah, I mean, I feel overworked and depressed sometimes. I mean, I love my life, but when I'm sitting there watching TV, like how fucking this dad died on Father's Day driving to his Father's Day dinner by this chick who was smoking meth because she—and then she fleed to Mexico, and then now we're talking about immigr- illegal immigration. Like, what if, what if I'm sitting there depressed and tired, and it was a story about how— um this lady adopted five dogs today or, you know, whatever it's, it's contagious. Like what we consume. Like when I read a story and someone's like, Oh, today I bought coffee for a stranger and here's the story of what followed. I'm like, Oh shit. I want to buy coffee for a stranger. But when I hear somebody, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like contagious.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, when I hear a story about someone high on meth, killed a father, I want to get high on meth.
1: I mean, you, when you watch movies and like Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking partying it up and driving Lamborghinis, it kind of makes me want to fucking party and drive Lamborghinis. I don't know.
0: Nah, nah. I really don't want to be cock-teased by Margot Robbie.
1: Why not? It's just Margot Robbie in your presence, no matter what she's doing. I would drink that woman's bathwater.
0: I would, too. The problem is, if I don't get the opportunity to do that, I don't need to be teased by it. Right. That was a complete non-sequitur. But- yeah.
1: Cheeto's laying on my cord here. Always <laughs> oh, trying to steal the show, Cheeto.
0: No, I, I. It was the old adage if it bleeds, it leads.
1: I've never heard that before.
0: I'm pretty sure it's from popular media talking about newsrooms, but it seems to be like what the news actually does. Uh,
1: I thought you were talking about my vagina.
0: I didn't know it was that time of the month, Cody.
1: <laughs> it's Shut not. Up. I actually got the Marina IUD, which. I'm not getting paid to advertise, but holy shit, it kind of changed my life. Like, I don't have a period anymore and you don't have to worry about like anything. And there's like negative side effects too, but oh my God, it's so much better than, I don't know, the pull and pray or whatever people do these days. Anal. <laughs> oh, yeah. That hurts sometimes though. Sometimes I'm not like, I because that's like, again, it's not the, it's not the actual sex part. It's the commitment to like, all right, the next 24 hours, like is going to yeah, maybe be a little painful or like, you know, it's like a commitment.
0: It's a commitment because you're like, I'm a tiny girl. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Ugh. And then I heard this really like graphic story from a porn star about like some rippage happening and it was not a turn on.
0: Yeah. That happens when you sleep with people who have cabasas in their pants. <laughs> That's why I'm very happy about being an average dude.
1: Yeah. If I were a guy, I would want like to maybe just like slightly above average. But if you can, I mean, even slightly below average, if you know what you're doing with it, like, whatever.
0: Yeah. I'm more than happy with my average penis. I've hurt some people once or twice. There you go. But they were tiny girls, so.
1: Yeah. Just get into that motion.
0: And that was probably just bad technique on my part.
1: (laughs) It's dry like sandpaper and you're just like, shove it in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) It's dust. You've been partying on it. Like, I don't have any spit.
0: Sorry, I'm really (laughs) dehydrated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. Like, nah. These retainers make my mouth so dry. <laughs> uh,
0: I, right. I'm happy about that. There was not that much saliva on the ice cube.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't do that to you.
0: I really thought you spit in that dude's drink.
1: No. I don't even know where that came from. And then you were you were ashamed that you said it because you thought he was weirded
0: out. I was like, what? Well, because you leaned over and I thought you were doing the...
1: No. like...
0: Does she know that dude? And like, no,
1: I've never spit in somebody's drink in a mean way. Only to like be funny. Like, if Well,
0: I true. thought you were being funny at first. And then I'm like, oh, she doesn't know that dude. No. Oh, I shouldn't have brought that up.
1: No, he did not.
0: See, I was just seeing what I wanted to see. Like, I want to see Cody spit in other people's drinks.
1: Your fantasies.
0: Yeah, just Cody contaminating the alcohol. Yeah. Gross.
1: Or not. I feel like the alcohol like kills it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. It's not like you're spitting on the rim of the glass. Or am I? Just that's how you clean all the glasses at the bars.
1: Yeah, I spit shine them. Yeah, I lick them like a cat. Like an envelope that needs to be mailed.
0: <laughs> that's why you're so dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Licking all the glassware. <laughs> it's
1: a tough job, but somebody's gotta do it.
0: That's why you're the only girl at the bar, right?
1: Yes. I am the only girl bartender. Anytime people were like i've never seen you here before i'm like have you seen a girl behind the barn like yeah i'm like well it's me i look different like right now i have my cornrows
0: <laughs> i i was actually with another friend last night who's met you and i was like oh yeah i'm going over to sunset vinyl you should come with cody's bartending I'm like, cody i'm like i described you so i don't remember i'm like oh yeah when you met her she was wearing glasses and like because you met her when we were at um davy wayne's with Vance.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, like she had really pretty nails that night. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But you you were just like kind of relaxed looking. Very
1: average looking. Yeah, just, Slightly below average looking.
0: You're just kind of like glasses, hair down. You know.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like no one there you need to impress.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a chameleon.
0: Yeah. It's good. It's a good skill. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll take it
0: you should it's been broadcast to the internet so
1: (laughs) um can i promote a couple like more projects that i'm in
0: yeah no let's talk about your fucking projects Um, i'm curious what you got going
1: um there is a movie out right now called girls guns and blood uh it has a lot of all three of those things as i'm sure you can imagine um i'm pretty sure it's available on like amazon amazon prime google play um, I got to do some badass stunts in that. Um, I helped choreograph the fight scene and I do a huracana in it where I like flip over a dude. Um, Cleo Valentine is in that one of your former podcast interviewees.
0: Friend uh, of mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Love that girl. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I like shouted that one out because that one came out pretty recently.
0: Well, what's it about besides the subject matter of the top title? <laughs> yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, it is, well, first of all, it's like a grindhouse parody. Like there's so many moments where you're like, oh, it's just like an ode to like a Tarantino film. But, um, which is, was really entertaining. Um, we shot it all in like five days in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Um, and I was so shocked at how like great it came out for, for the budget that we had. But, uh, it's about these girls in a brothel. Um, and these guys come to like throw a bachelor party or something and they've got a lot of money and it turns out they're like doing a hit or whatever and they start like trying to take out the girls, but turns out the girls are all like super trained, agent <coughs> ninja people basically and uh, a lot of like fights ensue and you'll have to watch to see who wins and who gets the money.
0: Oh shit, there's money involved too? Ooh. Ooh
1: girls, guns, blood, and money.
0: I mean, generally, if you have the first three things, you should have the latter.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, who wants girls' guns and blood without... And then being broke. Right. Boring. Well, and just hard to clean up the mess.
1: Right, because you don't have all those paper bills to wipe it up with.
0: Or pay someone to clean it for you.
1: Or that, which makes so much more sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, money's not very absorbent. No? No.
1: Because that, like, coating on top, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be really shitty if, like, Money was like a sponge. You go to do a rail and like half your rail's gone.
1: It is absorbent. Um, uh, I know this because I'm trying to think of who. Somebody peed themselves and their wallet was like in their pocket and then their money was wet from that. So the money absorbs pee. I do know from personal experience.
0: Well, I guess I'm going to cover myself in money when I get <laughs> peed on.
1: Yeah. There you go
0: will sell the urinated dollars.
1: Yeah, this is brilliant. I'm gonna need twenty percent for basically coming up
0: with the idea. Sorry, you signed a waiver.
1: <laughs> is that what that waiver was? I knew I needed to read the fine print.
0: Yep. Sorry. Don't worry. Someone else is gonna beat us to the idea before I I do this all the fucking Someone's time.
1: Someone's gonna beat off to the idea. Is what you mean? I think. I
0: mean, if people masturbate to me. People masturbate to me.
1: You do have a very good radio voice.
0: Why? Thank you.
1: Makes up for that radio face.
0: Oh. oh! Oh!
1: What do you think of that, Cheeto? What it's a, it's
0: that? a character actor face. Thank you. <laughs> it's the only place in Hollywood you can get away with being ugly.
1: When you character act? Or yeah. behind, a, behind a radio microphone? Both. Both. Yeah. Or in porn.
0: Get a little closer to the mic, please.
1: Oh, sorry, I'm slouching. I'm like all <laughs> comfy and stuff.
0: That's well I'm good, but we want the people to hear you.
1: Oh, I guess.
0: Guess, I guess. So any other new projects you got going that you haven't talked about yet?
1: Um, let's see. The one I can't talk about. And we talked about Girl Lost 2, which I'm going to have to come back when that comes out so I can promote it. Is that, is that okay? Can I do that?
0: Yeah. It's not like you live far.
1: you would be like, oh, we've had two hours of Cody. We have to wait a year.
0: You'd be amazed. So Cody, like, when she showed up, like, if I had to actually get in the car to get here, I wouldn't have done this.
1: <laughs> I'm such a dick. Um, uh, okay, Girls, Guns and Blood. Um shit. Oh, um, well, there's um one coming out called Halloween Meet the Ouija's. It's a full moon production. It's also, dude, there's been a lot of like puppets in my life this year. And um, I don't know what that's saying about like what's going on, but um there's like these little gremlin creatures, and it's actually really clever because uh, this girl, uh, is throwing like a fundraiser for like college or something, some sort of fundraiser party. And so everyone comes like all dressed up. It's Halloween time. And, uh, there's a, like a, like a hunt, um, a scavenger hunt. So it's like Scooby Doo scavenger hunt, like kind of thing, because, uh, somebody brings a, a Ouija board, like O U I G A or whatever. And they're, and the, Oh, the, the prize is weed. Like they're trying to find the nugget. There's like a weed nugget. That's like the prize or whatever. And then whatever. So then someone brings a weed and then – or a Ouija board. And then, I don't know, somehow these weed gees come out. And those are the creatures. The Ouijaes are the creatures. So I, it's this like really like trippy, cool, like stoner Scooby-Doo style thing. And um, I play a cowgirl in it. And I think most of my part actually got cut because we ran out of time. But I did have a really fun time in Vegas filming it. And I'm definitely in a bikini at some point and the slutty cowgirl gear and um, Danny Draven directed it. and He was really cool. And um, yeah, uh, Charles, who like runs like Full Moon Productions, was there. And I don't know. It was just like a, it was a fun time. And I'll just be in a little bit of it. But you should definitely check that out coming out probably around in October.
0: Right around Halloween.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Imagine that.
0: Imagine that. Imagine. that. And
1: I'm hoping that the, So they're doing. It's called like the Deadly Ten, and they're doing um like ten horror films, and it's kind of this reboot. Because do you know Full, Mo- Full Moon Production? I don't. Um, they do like those movies, like um, I'm gonna butcher it, but like Revenge of the Giant Bong, like these like 80s classic um like cult classic style movies. They're great. Um, I did another project with them called Raven Wolf Towers, actually, where I play like a hot naked girl who gets murdered. Um. But, yeah, so I'm really hoping that they, uh, if you guys are listening, that they bring me on. Um, they're doing, like, a sorority girl movie. I don't know. I'm hoping to work with them again. They're, like, so much fun to work with. Nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Plugged plugged Halloween Night Meet the Ouija's, Girl's Guns and Blood, Girl Lost 2. Uh, yeah, The Deuce. I said that.
0: You did. I love that you were, like, I did some 70s porn and uh took place in 84.
1: I know, I know. I don't know why I didn't fact check that before I posted I was like, God, especially with the hair. I knew that was 80s. I don't know. I just got excited and was typing.
0: Well, to be fair, most of the deuce did take place in the 70s.
1: Okay, so I'm not crazy.
0: No, it's just this last season they moved to 84.
1: Oh, my God. Because I started, I'm I'm halfway through season two. So that makes sense why I was stuck in. Yeah, it
0: keeps jumping forward like years.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that makes so much more sense then.
0: Yep, I yep. don't
1: feel like such a Dumas Dumas Dumas.
0: Cody Dumas <laughs> so from all your time in Hollywood there's got to be some other crazy stories that you can share with the audience
1: mm, crazy stories um, mm, oh well I, I had um, why am I so loud in my ears I touched upon the um, the Craigslist ad thing uh, so some of the jobs that I got hired from that were really fucking weird um, I guess there's like a I'm sure you know about this but there's like a a giganticism fetish I may have heard of it yeah um, so I got hired to like stomp around on miniature figures basically like
0: um,
1: yeah I don't know there's a whipped cream fetish like a but like a pot whipped cream makes sense right you think like oh Friday Night Lights like whipped cream on the tits nope Um, I'm talking about, like, 20, like, chocolate silk pies, like, on your body. Like, you do, like, some sort of little, like, skit that makes sense of why there would be pies. Like, maybe you're a waitress in a restaurant or maybe you're working at a fair. And then somehow there's motivation to get pied all over your body, like, just with your clothes on. Um, I've done that. And then I've done those shoots, too, where it's, like, you do two in a day. So, like, you do it and then you have to go shower, blow dry your hair do all your makeup again only to get pied again and you're like at some stranger's house like in Encino and you're just like what the fuck is my life right now and then I've done like the the dirty talking um sort of things where it's like like a POV there'll be like a camera in your face and you're like like oh yeah you're like you don't make any money like you're a little bitch or whatever and you're just saying like the most random shit I don't know it's crazy what people will pay you to do so that's interesting I would imagine I don't know I did stand-up comedy. I did like a – I started doing stand-up for a while and then I got kind of over it. Um, It's kind of a – it's not a very friendly environment for like pretty girls. Like people – you get on stage and people want to hate you and then you have to win them over whereas like a more like average male like gets up there and they want you to be funny and so they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, And then all the comics aren't trying to sleep with you if you're a dude. So – or a booker is trying to book you just like pretend to book you so they can get your number and sleep with you. But, uh, sidetrack. Um,
0: Did I, any of that ever work?
1: <laughs> no. But I uh, I tried to do a set where I was just, I guess it was more like shock value, but but only because I was just talking about my real life, but things that I guess a lot of more normal people can't really relate to. And so I was talking about all these like fetishes and all these crazy things I've done, and everyone was just, instead of laughing, was just sitting there like, what the fuck are we listening to? And I thought that would have been so successful, and it was not. So I'm always like, uh, hesitant to bring it up because I'm like, oh, I guess people don't want to hear about this. But then I hear people talk about it. I'm like, I want to fucking hear about the weird shit that you're doing. So
0: there you go. I don't know. See, I don't think any of that shit's particularly weird.
1: Well, yeah, me neither. Cause we live in the Hollywood bubble, but I guess if you're sitting in your parents' basement in Kentucky and eating fried chicken, I don't know. You're just like giganticism porn. Like, what is that?
0: Oh, the funny thing is the majority of porn is consumed in red States.
1: Why am I not surprised? Because out here, we're just doing it. Instead of watching threesome porn, I'm just having a threesome, you know?
0: When was your last threesome?
1: Oh, look at that segue.
0: You walked right into it.
1: Oh, did I? Um, I don't know about the last time I had a threesome, but uh, I have had threesomes. And they've always been, like, very enjoyable. I have always had really good experiences.
0: So do you prefer the boy-boy-girl or... Another girl and a dude or two other girls.
1: uh, Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was an option, first of all. Um, I don't consider myself bisexual at all. Um, I can appreciate a female. And then, so there has to be a guy there that I like and that I'm attracted to. And then...
0: um, And his ugly friend.
1: No. And then, like, I appreciate women. So then, like, if the guy's into it, then I'm into it with the girl. But, like, I'm not... Particularly like oh this girl or anything, um, but yeah, I've I've done both and they're both fun. But definitely, I would prefer a girl because the guy, uh, two guys is like a lot of like pressure on me and a lot of responsibility. Unless they're into each other, I've never done that per se, where they're like super into each other. Although it is usually like two guys that are like not disinterested in each other. You know, like they're like they're like team players, which I like. I love that. I look how giddy I am. I like because. In the South, right, or, like, the Midwest, it's, like, so frowned upon and people have to be, like, so straight and, like, so vanilla and boring to me. And then you come to L.A. and people are so like, metrosexual and more, like, like, they just feel like sexuality is more, like, on a sliding scale and people are really fluid about it. Even if they're, like, I'm straight, they're, like, okay, well, like, I mean, if the coke's on that guy's dick, I guess I'll snort it off his dick. You know, Like like, just people are more open-minded and, like, fun. And, um, I like that. Like, I like, that's literally, that is my brand is like just do what makes you happy life is too short to be boxed in or like to try to follow the rules of society so like explore and have fun be respectful but like explore
0: yeah my whole thought process is as long as you're not hurting anyone else there are no rules
1: yeah that's a good mantra
0: don't always succeed but let's try
1: yeah and that's how you figure out things that you don't like too so i like i've definitely been in situations like hmm didn't like that as much. Now I know. Instead of being like, I don't know.
0: Well, there's definitely situations where, like, I'm just not particularly interested in experimenting with it. It's just it holds no appeal. Like, well, I What's have, an example of that? I have no real... Uh, I have no interest in being with another dude. Like, yeah. It, it's just dudes are not sexually attractive to me.
1: But have you had a threesome with two dudes? I have not. What? What if on the same day you get peed on, you also have a threesome with two dudes? Would that like blow your mind? I mean, one dude. I mean, you would be the other dude. Right. Two right. dudes and a girl.
0: Yeah, not just three dudes.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like just picturing that, and after what you just said, how awkward that would be.
0: Like, um, yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I, I'm not hard here. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing for everybody. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and. It's just not my cup of tea.
1: Yeah. I've been in these really fun, cool, explorative situations, though, where it's really cool to see somebody, like, especially talking right now is so different than being in the moment with people, you know? So, like, guys might be like, yeah, I'm straight, and I I don't think I would like that, you know? And then you get in the moment, and then, like, I can just, I'm picturing, like, people's faces, like, kind of light up for what they, like, oh, that is nice. Or like, oh, I do kind of like that. Or like, oh, well, I didn't hate it. You know, I'm like, that's cool. I don't know. Because again, no one is on their deathbed being like, well, shit, I wish I hadn't had that threesome at the bar in the bathroom. You know, everyone's like, oh, I should have taken the chances. So take all yeah. the chances.
0: Because if you don't try, you can't succeed.
1: Shoot for the moon. Even if you missed, you'll land among the stars.
0: Or die in the cold vacuum of space. Or that. Cold and alone, just there. in space, suffocating. There. Brr. <laughs> no, and that is one of the things that I appreciate about LA. Is like, if you were to pitch a non-monogamous lifestyle to people in most other parts of the country, they'd be like, "No." Here, it's like, "Oh, you want a monogamy?"
1: Yeah, or like, well, as a girl, like. Guys are always just like, wait, so I can sleep with you and with somebody else. And that's cool. And I'm like, I would prefer that. And they're like, I hey, cool. Hang on. Because this is literally everything. It's every guy's fantasy, right? They're
0: like, this is a trap, right? Yeah.
1: Every guy's fantasy was always like, you know, to have your cake and eat it too. And that's literally, like, to me, that's what pol- like polyamory or what open relationships are, is to be able to kind of have your cake and eat it too, instead of like monogamy. And sure, that works for some people. But it's just, to me, is rules and regulations that some bigger greater government kind of or religion set like set for you you know like you didn't decide that um that like it's but mike pence right can't be in a room with another woman alone like that's so dumb to me well
0: if he is he starts furiously masturbating uncontrollably <laughs> so it's very unvice presidential
1: oh okay well then maybe
0: for him his wife kills his erection oh <laughs> no it, I, I go back and forth. Like there are people that I would happily be monogamous with. There are plenty of people that I've been involved with where it's like monogamy was never on the table. So it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a one size fits all situation.
1: No, totally. And yeah, there's some people where I've like, um, like I've been to, I've just like dabbled. I've like been to like a sex party. Right. And like, I'm like, oh, I would like to go experience that with you. Or other people are like, no, that's not what I would want to do. But maybe bringing a third person home would be fun with you. Or maybe it's like, maybe we both go, maybe on Tuesday nights, we get to go out and do our own thing and we don't ask, don't tell her. Like, whatever it is. But, you know, every situation is different and the chemistry is different. And that's like part of the fun to me. Like, I feel like people get so caught up because monogamy has a set of rules. Like, typically, even though you figure it out in your own personal relationship along the way, like what does work for you and what doesn't, like maybe you have to be home every night by eight or like whatever your rules are. But. I don't know it's just like if you put a curfew on me I'm out yeah I'm god me too like I do not I have such a problem with authority and so the minute somebody tries to do that it's like no yeah but you find the people that let you do your own thing and then it makes you like love them that much more
0: yeah someone who's confident enough to be like oh you've had sex with someone else because it's the weird situation of like nobody gets jealous if you go get a massage oh
1: interesting right yeah no totally
0: But that's physical contact,
1: and it's so intimate. Sometimes I'm like, should I buy you dinner after this? Like Jesus.
0: (laughs) But no one, no partners ever gonna bat an eye if you go get a full fucking body massage. Yeah. But heaven forbid you go have sex with somebody else. They get fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Or I mean, some people even like one-on-one coffee, or you know, people get so like, oh my god, likes on Instagram. Like, uh, my old roommate would, like, freak out out about Instagram likes. I was like, girl, if that is your only fucking worry, like, that first world problems, hashtag, like, relax.
0: That's so gross. The idea of, like, being worried about, has this person done anything that would convince you that they're betraying your trust? No? Then what the fuck?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for most... Of those people, there are underlying issues as well. But like, oh,
0: definitely, are we
1: really having an argument about a, like a Instagram? Like, because yeah, the way you consume that media too is so quick and brainless. Anyway, it's not like he was like, "Oh, who am I gonna like?" and it's gonna manipulate her to think. He, it's like, why he's just scrolling. Like, who gives a fuck?
0: I'd have that argument once and then never again because yeah. I'd be out.
1: Yeah, or people going through each other's phones. I saw a meme today that was like. That's not normal, and I was like, "Oh, I would. I've never thought that was normal, but I do know couples that like do or like share a Facebook account or like whatever." I'm like,
0: eh. the couples that share a Facebook account is because one of them cheated.
1: Yeah, always, always. Although I do, I could see like if you are in a monogam or a, a whatever a non monogamous relationship, and you are so open, and you then you have a Facebook a joint account. Like, that could be, like, cool and sexy. You're like, oh, this chick, like, is messaging you, like, that's hot or whatever it is, but.
0: Yeah, until it's awkward and it pops up on her phone and, like, I don't know. Like, I there's one thing about being open. There's one thing of like, actively involving your other partner in it, unless they're actively involved in it. Like, forcing them to be a spectator in your.
1: No, I'm saying if they were both into it. Some people are into that. I mean, For some true. people want to be, like, locked up in cages while other, like, they your partner fucks on top. Like, you know. People are just some weird shit, but.
0: Well, it's not even necessarily weird shit. It's just their shit. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I. Oh, thank you. I say the word weird and I don't mean it in like a negative way, but no judgment zone. No judgment zone.
0: Yeah. I, I, Unless I don't know. you're
1: a Trump supporter and then we're judging you. <laughs> we're
0: just not. Kidding. I'm
1: just kidding. I'm just we're kidding. not judging you
0: about your kinks. We're just judging you about your common sense.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate to like um, isolate and make it a us versus them or, you know, like. Liberal snowflakes versus conservative red. Well, and that's the thing. It's so annoying.
0: We're all fucking Americans. We should all be wanting what's best for Americans.
1: Yeah, unite! Let's like fix climate. Or uh, well, I don't even know what's one thing we can all agree on, but let's like fix that instead of like just being keyboard warriors at each other for mm, weird names that we. Let's
0: all agree that Ivanka's hot.
1: Yeah, I've seen her tits. We all have on the internet.
0: She's into Jewish dudes. I have hope. <laughs> uh but people should get over their sexual hangups, and a lot of that is just comes down from previous generations and fu- totally it's antiquated
1: what does that word mean
0: it's antique <laughs> yeah it's it's old
1: antiquated
0: yeah yeah it's an antiquated fucking mentality it's weird for me like my audience has heard me bitch about this a lot of times but admitting like the porn connections, even in LA, still gets fucking becomes red flags for people.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: It's so fucking weird.
1: I mean, I feel the same way be, being an actor who does sex scenes is like, people are like, wait, what? And uh, I feel like mine has been more intrigue, right? But then they're immediately like hyper focused on it. And you're like, no, nah, I mean, it's just like, what are you? You're, you're a recruiter? Okay, like, that's interesting to me. Let's talk about that. We don't have to like hyper focus on like, like, whether you're wearing um, the fake pubes or not, you know? Like, I don't know. It's like,
0: yes, my boobs have been on the internet. Woohoo.
1: You can see my butthole if you look close enough. Just just kidding.
0: She's not kidding. I'm not kidding.
1: Don't look. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: I'm going to judge your butthole. <laughs> That's how we're going to do judge your butthole. You like, know who
1: has a cute butthole? Cheeto, when she poops, you have a cute butthole.
0: That's a weird segue.
1: It is a weird segue. Ooh, am I going to get, like, sued for bestiality?
0: I mean, I don't think so.
1: Um. Also, can we talk about, like, hilarious arguments where, like, back to, like, the whole religious thing, like, oh, if we let the gays get married, what's going to happen next? Going to marry animals? I remember those arguments. I was like, wait, what? Are we equating bestiality with, like, two humans that, like, consensually love each other?
0: Apparently, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, but that's funny. People are making that, or like people will marry inanimate objects, still two consenting adults,
1: yeah, right? Like,
0: and really, all we're allowing them to do is form a corporation in the eyes of the government, yeah, exactly. that's all marriage really is, yeah. It's like, hey, we're giving these nice folks the ability to make life and death decisions about their partners, right? Because that's super fucked, you could be with someone for decades. But if you don't have that legal fucking document, if you're not their next of kin.
1: Yeah, that's insane. That's fucked up. Also, we pe- we keep people in cages like that's fucked up.
0: Unless they're into it. Huh? Unless they're into it.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Consensual cage is fine.
0: Hey, has anyone asked on the border if they're into it? Like, before we make all this fucking hubbub, has anyone asked them if they're into it?
1: That is such good stand-up material. I'm totally stealing that. (laughs) Stealing. You don't
0: do do stand-up anymore. I don't have to worry about that.
1: I'd like to start again. I mean, I also don't do podcasts. And look at me here.
0: Look at me right now. (laughs) Walking a whole block for free alcohol.
1: Hey!
0: Hang out with a friend that every time we see each other, like, we should hang out more.
1: And here we are doing it. In the public eye.
0: Nothing like a year later actually following through on the yeah we should hang out
1: <laughs> hey I texted you last night
0: no I texted you no
1: I texted you oh
0: to come to the bar yeah yeah Yeah, but that's just promotion to come to the bar
1: yeah but I've been saying I'll do that for a long time and I haven't So there's
0: been multiple other times where you're like hey come out to the bar and I'm like, bar, man. yeah I'm a bad friend sometimes too
1: that's what I'm getting at
0: Joe does not want to put his paw in that <laughs> There may have been some fluid spilled on that mic over. The-
1: oh, my God. Where has that mic been?
0: Oh, uh, well, <laughs> everyone who's spilled fluids on that mic has a clean test. So.
1: Oh, good. That's good.
0: It's, a, it's I good. I appreciate that. It's a good thing about having a bunch of porn industry folks on. New, the-
1: yeah. Cleanliness is next to godliness.
0: Weird. Circular thing right there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ridiculous. But, Cody, it's actually about that time. We're going to call the last call on this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Oh, last call. That's cute.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I may have practiced this and done this a couple times. Oh my, <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Cody.
1: That's how we're going to close it out? Just us saying, oh, my God.
0: No, actually, I'm going to ask you where the audience can find you on social media.
1: Oh, I would love to promote myself. Um, You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the things. It's at Hey, it's code E. So like Hey, like Hi, Hey, it's code E. C O D E E. Even though you spell my name C O D Y, it's like code red, like code E. So Hey, it's Cody. E.
0: Or code ecstasy.
1: Ooh, people would probably get it if I said that because I literally I say Hey, it's Cody, and people spell it H A Y, and I'm like that what like hey, horse hay, like how does that even make sense and then yeah they s- never get cody right and i'm like i i don't understand it's cody like code red cody code ecstasy hey it's code ecstasy because i'm gonna pleasure you wait, that's your
0: new dj name
1: yeah well so that's what it is oh my god i wanted you Ugh. so i have a song out on itunes and you can find it on youtube with the music video it's called hashtag bds and it stands for big dick swagger and uh, I like rap, sing in it, and it's really fun. But um, that's where the name came from is um, I, it was a collaboration with these people. And they're like, oh, let's like, call you Code E. And that'll be like your rapper name, basically. So that is where it came from. And now that was years ago. And now it's just confusing people because my name is C-O-D-Y and it's spelled C-O-D-E. Life is so hard. Oh my god!
0: I know it's so hard oh in the self promotion. Oh my god! So difficult. So so difficult. And if you
1: want to see what else I've done, you can just jump over to IMDb and uh, look up my name, Cody Renee Cameron, and it'll show you all the titles I've done. I think there's almost like sixty with the stunts. And um, yeah, then you then it'll show you how to watch them and stuff and things.
0: Spend your monies. Yeah, like support her project. Three
1: ninety nine Amazon
0: Prime movies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and until next week, you can find me at matt underscore slayer on Twitter, matt slayer on Instagram, matt effing on Facebook. You can find the podcast at and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers.
1: Go 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 go.